And welcome to 60MW Podcast. I'm Chris and I'm joined by my little, is he cute, is he cuddly or is he fucking demonic? It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Gizmo. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing that with my kids all week. Gizmo. (laughs) Kaka. My wife was looking at me going, what's Gizmo Kaka? I was like. What are you talking about? It's in the film. She's, yeah. they, don't, they don't say that. So I even went to the lengths, just to prove that I was right, um, of going onto YouTube and typing in Gizmo Kaka. And there are multiple clips of the gremlins going, Gizmo Kaka. Yeah. Which, which uh, I take, yeah. I took it she believed you. God, knackered my throat up. That was clever of me, wasn't it? <laughs> what's your <clears> interpretation? <throat> I know we're getting into the head of the film but before we've even introduced yeah. ourselves properly, but what's your interpretation of them saying Gizmo Kaka? I don't know because I was about to ask you the same question. Ah. Um, I, uh, I, I there's two ways you can look at it. Uh, as my wife pointed out, is Gizmo um, dead? Let's kill him. Uh, but mine is um, it, Gizmo poo or Gizmo shit. That's yeah, possibly because c- yeah. cack is shit. Is is a another? I don't think they say it in America, um, but but uh, you know, uh, cack is another word for shit. So yeah, yeah. but well, would would they say that in America? Caca, caca. I think caca in or caca. Yeah, they would, but not cack. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't think it's anything to do with the Brazilian footballer anyway. No, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because the word cack, it it's so it's so perfect. For hmm. describing shit, isn't it really? Yeah. It's like you can imagine it's sort of like a nice cack that's got all like um, grooves in it and stuff. <laughs> I thought about this very vividly, uh, you know, and um, little, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but you know, like a, a crinkly poo. Ridges, trenches. That's the words I was looking yeah. for, yes. Like you could fly a tiny little X-wing. Down the ridges, yes. it'd be like the Death Star Canyon run, only in shit. Yes, yes. So, what, what about you? Did did you think the same, or, uh, or not um, something else? Well, I wasn't. I only, I only finished watching it about what forty minutes ago. I was thinking, uh, but I didn't actually think of what it was because I didn't realise we would be trying to decipher the language of a gremlin. <laughs> I should have known better, to be honest. <laughs> you should have done. I mean, to be fair, I mean. Um, you know, they do speak decent sort of like broken English, don't they? So, you yeah. know, you can understand what they say. Um, anyway, mm. how are you? Are you OK? I'm, 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 I'm fine. It's it's Christmas. Hooray. Well, it's, it's getting there, isn't it? We're almost there. Almost. Hopefully by almost. the time this is released, then uh, we will have it out for a Christmas episode. Because, you know, I mean, it'd be fine if it came out in January, I suppose. But... Um, I mean, the fucking film came out in July <laughs> when it was released, believe it or not, in America, which I think is a bit weird considering it's set at Christmas, but hey-ho. Oh, uh, they don't really have Christmas today over there. They have um, 
I was going to say Antiques Thursday, and I don't know why. I clearly mean... <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, now I can't think of what it's called. Was it Thanksgiving? Yes. Yeah. Antiques but Thursday? Antiques Thursday. I like it. Because um, we, <clears throat> we didn't actually have a Christmas film last year. Uh, no, because we had a little bit of a break in December, if you remember. I had December oh, yeah. off. And then uh, we did, in January, Toy Soldiers. There was nothing in November and December, movie-wise. Uh, so, yeah, we didn't do a, a, a... I'm hastily scrolling through our previous shows just to see... Wow. If we thought, Toy we, Soldiers was almost a year ago. I know, it's crazy. Have we... Uh, have we I don't think we've ever done a Christmas show have we? Dark Angel was set at Christmas, but we did that in March in 2020. So, um, why am I sat here thinking it's like an institution and we've actually just never done it? No, no, we've we've done Halloween, we've done Halloween movies. That's, yeah, true. But in terms of uh, actual um, Christmas movies, this is our first one. Ooh. There you, there you go. Yeah. And as people have picked up from our little conversation, we are going to be talking about. The 1984 movie Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante and written by Chris Columbus, which I didn't know until I revisited it, <laughs> uh, which was a bit uh, a bit of a surprise. Uh, produced by Steven Spielberg, so got his uh, hands on on it as well. So, uh, um, but there you are. But this was your pick. Now, yes. I'm not going to c- commit to it because we may only do one Christmas movie. We've got it in the works potentially to do two, but we're already on the 9th of December. So by the time I've edited and got this to Dave, it, I mean, if we can get it out for next week, then there's a potential it could do one based on our schedules and whatever, because, uh, you know, but we're definitely doing one Christmas movie. But we may do another one. It all depends on our timings and everything. But this was your pick. Yes. Um, and I remember you saying when we've recorded other shows uh because yes this it's all coming back to me now this was your pick originally <laughs> when we were going to be picking two movies that we both knew that we liked and yes. those were RoboCop and Big Trouble in Little China uh but you changed it to RoboCop yeah i i had a i had a slight i don't know what was going on then i'd uh, yeah i was uh, flip-flopping around like a fish on a deck but you, I remember you saying that um, Gremlins was a movie that you, like, you wore the VHS out. Basically, is that right? Pretty much, yeah. Mm. So, what? Tell us about your memories of um, of Gremlins, then. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to be coughing for ages. I should not have done a Gremlin voice. That's a really stupid thing <laughs> to do. So, if, if 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 I start wheezing or whatever, it's not it's not COVID. It's it's Gremlins. I've got Gremlins in my vocal cords now. Mm. Um, Right, yeah, I remember this. I mean, I did look it up, but I didn't write it down, and I can't remember when it came out. But when it came out on VHS in England, um, for some for some reason, I watched it with my mum, my dad, my nan and my granddad, because they used to come round once a week. And um, we never usually watch films, but for some reason, my mum rented Gremlins, and we sat there and watched Gremlins one night. Because I was thinking, was this the... Could this have been, because at the time it was rated a 15, was this like the fir- one of the first like 15 certificated films that I ever saw? No, it wasn't, because I'd seen Conan the Barbarian. Shut up, Adam, you're a moron. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, no, watched it with that, and, uh, yeah, I loved it. And as soon as it was, it was available to buy, I, I got it for, it would have been Christmas or a birthday or something, because, you know, back when you're that age... I, Fucking hell, I'd have to save me pocket money up until I was about 14 to get a, to get a copy of Gremlins. Um, so I would have got it at, at, at 
a yearly occasion of either birth or our Lord Jesus. Um, and then, I, yeah, I watched it uh, many, 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 many times. It was sort of a switch between this and Goonies. I used to watch one of them, more or less. Um, weirdly, every other week, uh, I used to get up early because my dad was working shifts at the time. So I'd get up early and, and say hello to my dad when he finished work in the morning. And when he went to bed, I'd watch either Gremlins or Goonies before I went to school. And I did that for quite a long time. Um this is also another film that I, I recorded onto cassette tape so I could listen to it when I wasn't watching it. Like, wow, like I love buses. that. I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. It's kind of tragic. Like as if with the Ghostbusters, well, it is slightly ruined if your mum starts hoovering. But... <laughs> <laughs> Did... <laughs> because she didn't stop. She just hoovered. She'd hoover the living room. And so I'd lose three or four minutes just to the, the noise of a, of a 1980s five-ton uh, hoover going off. But yes. I didn't care. Did you ever um, record little little radio shows with your, you know, with your friends or whatever? And, and so, like, we'd, have, you know, you have your old tape deck, and then you'd have uh, your record player or whatever next to you. And I remember once, like, me and my friend, we were just couldn't pretending like we were DJs or whatever. We'd just be talking to each other, in, you know, and then introduce the music. And I suppose like a very early podcast in some yeah. ways, but only us that would ever listen to it. So. <laughs> Um, no, that's really. I like that. I really, I love that. And also your um, box art that you've talked about in the past is very cool. Box art. Well, you've you've drawn photos of your the you 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 know your things you've recorded off the TV and stuff. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Well, yeah, I went through a phase of doing that for everything. Almost if I recorded anything, I do little uh, do little art things for the tape covers. I also did the same when I had an Amiga and all of my uh, games. Um, I'd yeah, I do I do artwork on the on the labels of the floppy disks. So yeah, I don't do it anymore. No, just write pages of notes. That's yeah, what it is now. I would answered your question. No, I never did. I never did record a, a radio show with friends because weirdly, I like I had a Walkman. Uh, I had a Goodman's Walkman, and it was you know Goodman's not really associated with the greatest uh, um, hi-fi quality in the world, but but. Everyone else just had like their little normal Walkmans. Mine had a radio on it. It could also, rec- obviously it could record, but it had a speaker as well. So it had everything. But all in, I say compact, it was probably the size of a fucking shoebox. Mm. But um, I don't know, I forgot what I was saying. Oh no, I could have recorded stuff. I suppose I could have recorded onto that um, the radio show. But um, I don't think I had, I didn't have a record player at the time. And I didn't, I didn't get a CD player till I was about... 13 i think oh yeah yeah same here yeah um yeah so you've got probably very very strong memories of gremlins then um and yeah, weirdly watching it i mean usually i pause films all the time uh when i'm doing my notes so like a one and a half hour film generally take me probably two and a half hours to watch because i'm constantly pausing, especially stuff you choose I've, I've never seen half of them but this one i'm more or less just let run fully because I've watched it that often. I haven't watched it for a long, long time, mm-hmm. but I'd still remembered pretty much everything. Okay. So it's ingrained inside my noggin somewhere. Yeah. So when was the last time from memory that you watched Gremlins then? Um, from memory, it was not for a long time because I think I mentioned it last time. It's one of those. I've got Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2 in a DVD double box set, um, but they were still in the wrappers. So I haven't watched it since I've owned it, and I can't remember when I bought it. So it's going to be going back quite a while. And it's 
Which is odd because I used to have a routine of stuff that I'd watch every Christmas, um, probably for about 10, 10, 15 years. Gremlins was one of them. Weirdly, the Garfield Christmas special was another. Uh, <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And then I got older, kind of, they disappeared. Sort of, they sort of dropped out slowly apart. I generally watch uh, Lampoons every year, pretty much. But then I started watching things like miserable things like the League of Gentlemen Christmas special and Black Mirror Christmas special instead. Because mm-hmm. I'm, because you know, I've lost all the joy out of my life since growing pubic hair. Mm, yes. <laughs> well, this has its dark moments, I have to say, which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. But um, in terms of, I mean, you're talking about VHS. I mean, this was a huge box office smash. Um, I'll t- t- I'll go through the list of top 10 box office uh, movies for 1984, just for shits and giggles. But um, the budget for this apparently was $11 million, and uh, it had a return of um, 100, sorry, 212 in terms of worldwide box office, which is... That's not bad, is it, that? It's pretty huge. Um, but in terms of the home release on VHS, uh, so it was released in 1985 um, on VHS, Video Disc and Beta, and it made 79, according to according to Wikipedia, $79 million in... Fucking hell. <laughs> in rentals. So, you know, it has... It, it's made its money's back and then yeah. some I think it's fair to say um, top 10 um, highest grossing films of 1984 I looked this up earlier on just because I, I don't generally do this but I thought I wonder what they were I um, like, this is can, new I like this can you guess any of them oh, fucking hell um, no think maybe. back to 1984 think back to 1984 <laughs> you'll get them when, you, when I tell you you'll get them well no because I won't get them because you would have told me Okay. No, but once um, I tell you, you'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 I've got that uh, one. Uh, Never-ending story. No. Flight of the Navigator. No. Short Circuit. Krull. Code of the Barbarian. <laughs> no. Um, I'm... Give me a clue about one of them. Don't give me the name. Uh, I'll give you directors. Ivan Reitman. Oh, don't give me the director. Ghostbusters. Yes. Um, uh, oh, who directed this one? Was it George Lucas? No, Steven Spielberg. Indiana Jones and the Temple of something. Doom. That's the one. Um, John G. Avildsen. We've done a movie show on him. On it. Have we? Yes. Uh, we've, done, uh, we've done three movie shows on it. Huh? No, or maybe maybe two. I don't know. We've done... Oh, anyway. Karate Kid. Yes. There you go. Uh, Steve Guttenberg. Police Academy. Uh, Kevin Cocoon. Bacon. Cocoon. No, uh, no. Uh, Footloose. Yeah. Um, uh, Kathleen Turner. Michael Douglas. Uh, Romance in the Stone. Yeah. Or is it Jim uh, of the Nile? No, Romance in the Stone. Cool. Uh, Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Ooh, Splash. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I've not seen this, but it's got uh, Leonard Nimoy. Um, oh, what's the other one? Kirk. Uh, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Yes. Uh, and the highest grossing movie, uh, domestically anyway, in North America of the year, Eddie Murphy. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, and also, I've just done that link because uh, he's one of the actors in Gremlins. Um, so one of the actors in Gremlins who is plays Mike Erman Trout. Um, I'll get his real name in a minute. Um, have you, have you watched Breaking Bad? Me? Yeah, but who the fuck is... Who's Mike Erman Trout in Gremlins? No, no he's the, the cop, the deputy. Not the, not the sheriff, the deputy. Oh, is that his name? Well, no, Mike. You know Mike Herman Trout. He's he's uh, in um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. 
Is he? Have you? Yeah. I've seen Breaking Bad, but I can't. I can't picture. I can't picture Mike, him for some reason. Mike. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Didn't you? Oh, um, the uh, grum- the, grumpy fucking yeah, grumpy bald-headed. sort of assassin fella. Yes. Oh, is yes. that him? Yeah. Well, shiver me timbers and, and, and <laughs> poke me bottom. I did not know that. Well, he is. Um, he, he. I'm just looking at it. I've only just got that link. He's that uh, he was in two of the highest-grossing movies of the year. So he was one of the bad guys in Beverly Hills Cop, and he was also the um, the the deputy or whatever in Gremlins. So there you go. I don't think he was in any of the other movies, but there you are. Sorry, that was just an interesting little tidbit for myself. Um, I'm quite pleased myself there that I've got films based on actors or directors only. I know. Well done. You did. So I'm not going to put them in order, but those were the top 10 grossing movies of 1984. Now, from my point of view, Gremlins, like you said, so I would have been eight years old when this was released at the cinema. So I would have been way too young to watch it. Although my nine and five year old watched it with me the other week. (laughs) (laughs) But because at the time, like you said, it was a 15 rated movie so there's no way i'd have been taken to the cinema to watch it and then i don't ever remember renting it on vhs weirdly and then so it probably was one of those movies that i would have watched on tv which would have been heavily edited yeah so i would have never have seen the full uncut version and gremlins has never really been for me a movie that I've loved. I've enjoyed it when I've watched it, but I've never sort of... It's not been one of those films like, uh, let's say, Robocop that came out a few years later, whatever, that I, I can honestly say from my childhood was, was a, a movie that I had on repeat at any yeah. point in time. I would have watched it and enjoyed it, but then, yeah, I can't, I can't honestly cannot tell you the last time I watched Gremlins. Um, Gremlins 2, on the other hand, I remember going to the cinema to watch that and really, really enjoying it. And See, I did the same, and at the time, I I don't think I got it, really, to be honest. Right. Uh, yeah. What it is because it's it's a highly unusual sequel in, in many respects. Um, and again, there's another one. I I, I haven't watched that for <clears throat> longer than I haven't watched uh, Gremlins one. So maybe maybe at one point I'll uh, I'll pull that out of my bottom as well, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll watch that. Mm. Well, funnily enough, I I did watch that on um, the other day, uh, just because I thought, well, I've watched the first movie, so I'll watch the second movie. But I won't talk too much about it because I've, you know, if we are, if we do do it at some point, then uh, you know, it's giving the game away really. But uh, so um, <clears throat> that's kind of my memories really of of Gremlins. So it'd be interesting where we sort of meet up. Um, yeah. In terms of the director, Joe Dante. Uh, He's got quite an interesting filmography. If I shout out a few of these films, maybe you've heard of them or seen them. Mm-hmm. Uh, ones I, I, I tend to have seen or heard of. Uh, Piranha in 1978. I have seen that, yes. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but I remember being scared of it when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> I, I saw that at way too young an age, and it scared me. A bit like Jaws, but it was uh, you know a, a, something smaller. else, wasn't it? Yes. A se- and, sequel by James Cameron. Yes. Again, I've not seen that one, but I think that's, <coughs> has that got flying piranhas in it? Uh, yeah, Piranha 2, Flying Killers. That's the one. Uh, I saw actually the remake of that. It's got Richard Dreyfuss in it, a uh, brief cameo at the start. I don't know if you've seen that one. Is that Piranha 3D? Yes. Well, I know why you watch that, you dirty little scoundrel. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, not for Kelly Brook, of course, but um, but there you go. Um, uh, he directed two episodes of Police Squad, believe it or not. Just Ooh, okay. uh, yeah, There you go. Well, I've, well, I've, seen, I've seen those. The Howling, again, 
a film I've watched maybe once or twice when oh, I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, that was. I think yeah, definitely see, definitely seen that one. Maybe another one of them as well. Uh, that would have been my horror rental days. So there you go. That was in eighty one. So I'm kind of going through the years. So then got Gremlins in nineteen eighty four, Explorers in nineteen eighty five. I've never, never seen that one. Never heard of Look, it. Looks a bit science fictiony. Um, did an episode of the Twilight Zone. TV show Inner Space from 1987. Oh, yes. Yeah, I only ever seen bits of that, not seen the whole thing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, the Burbs with Tom yep. Hanks. Yep, seen that. Um, again, I think that's one of those movies that's kind of turned into a bit of a cult classic. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, Gremlins two in 1990, um, 93 film with John Goodman, which I've not seen, but I've heard good things about, called Matinee. And if you've I've never seen, seen that, that one, I, th- no. I think it's uh, he's like a B movie, either producer or whatever. It's uh, but in, anyway, um, Small Soldiers in 1998. Um, I've seen a lot. Of, I've probably seen it, but not all in one go. I've seen. I've probably seen most of the film. Um, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people would see that as um, <clears throat> almost like a bit of a spiritual successor to Gremlins, or. It, it takes elements of gremlins yeah. you know little things little little things that go off um um haywire and whatever and cause issues oh i should go back a little bit he directed one of the segments of the twilight zone movie which uh, steven spielberg um oh that's, that's a, what do you call it a port a poor man's toe um you know a, a sort of like a we've said this before you know with when we did body bags it's like an, a, 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 a anthology of Horror movies. Did you mean to say poor man's toe? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's poor, poor man's toe, though, isn't it? But yeah, ah, uh, right, okay. But I just like <laughs> saying poor man's toe. I, I, I forget things very easily. <laughs> um, and then I suppose we wouldn't have watched this, I would imagine, but I've seen it with the kids or bits of it. Uh, Looney Tunes back in action, which is of a mixture of live action and cartoon with Brendan Fraser. Uh, no, more recently, no. another one. So I went to the cinema at the cinema in two thousand and nine uh, mm. called The Hole. Um, it's not a gay porn film. It's um, <laughs> no, I've seen that. <laughs> it it's it is actually quite a good horror film. We watched it a few a couple of years ago again with the kids. Probably shouldn't have uh, in <laughs> retrospect. Um, it's, How old it's, were they? Well, Lucy would have been seven. Sophie would have been three. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I wouldn't worry about letting them watch Gremlins then. Um, but it's it's one of those things. So when we're going to watch it at the cinema, I was thinking, wow, this is like a really good scary movie, but for kids because it's not gory, it's not violent or whatever. But he's actually quite scary. Um, and yeah, so the kids had nightmares for a couple of nights. Um, but that's it from from if you like kind of stuff that I know of him. But I think yeah. he's fa- fairly well regarded in Hollywood as. Um, you know, one of those directors that's made some d- decent stuff over the years. In terms of the cast, um, having yes. a quick look. So, Zach Galligan, only ever known for Gremlins. Yes, <laughs> for, for Gremlins, Gremlins 2, and a, a, occasionally turning up in stuff as Billy from Gremlins. Yes, and um, I, when I was doing my little bit of research for this film earlier on, um, on Wikipedia, it does actually say that in two, well, this year, I think it was, there was a, a Mountain Dew advert where he, he kind of reprises the, the role of Billy um, because he got Gizmo next to him. And mm-hmm. I put the link into the um, the, the uh, little document. I don't know if you yeah, watched it. I that did cool. watch it, yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, uh, I didn't like the coloration of Gizmo for some reason. Yeah, they, they, they can you tell it was more like a, I mean... Not that 
Gizmo looks real, but there's definitely elements of him that look more real than others in the terms of the different puppets that they use. But this yeah. one looked like a cheap one that you'd buy out of uh, Forbidden yeah. Planet or whatever. Um, yeah, so... And I think he does a lot of conventions and stuff. I've never actually seen him at them. I, know, I think he's fairly good-natured about that. You know, the fact that he's kind of only ever known for gremlins. But hey-ho. Well, he's got a career out of it. Who fucking hell? Yeah. Um, Phoebe Cates as mm-hmm. Kate. Um no, looking into her, because I've, I've only ever seen her in this and um, Gremlins 2. And then also, it just reminded me of Drop Dead Fred. I don't, do you remember that one with Rick yeah, Mail? Yeah, Rick Mail, yeah. Only ever seen it once, but I remember um, remember that. And uh, she'd only got 19 acting credits. And I thought, wow, I thought, you know, she's been around for years. She must have been in loads of different things. But she gave up acting by the looks of this. And she's also married to Kevin Klein. I never knew that. Well, I did not know that. Yeah, there you go. I know, I know she she famously got her bazongas out in an 80s film that I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's the one. Which I've never seen, but I've seen the clip of her. So that's all I, <laughs> that's all I need to see. <laughs> um, and then you've got uh, Hoyt Axton, who I know nothing about, but apparently I think he's a country and western singer. Uh, and uh, he plays Randall Peltzer, the dad. Um just Corey Feldman pops up because it's a fucking yeah. 80s film, so he's yes. got to pop up. It's, it's very, very it, it, early know. Feldman, this, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's more of a cameo, isn't it? I think, uh, yeah. than actual a proper because he looks, I mean, he's young anyway because he was a child actor, but he looked quite young in this, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got his bowl haircut at the time. That, that, yeah. that haircut that only American children have. Yes. Um, now, the pl- the person, the actor who plays the grandfather, uh, I'm not sure how you pr- pronounce his first name, but it's spelt K- K-E-Y-E, so it could be Key or K-E. K-E. K-Luke. Anyway, anyway, I recognised his voice and I was thinking, oh, what's he, uh, what has he been in? Uh, he was already getting on, apparently, when he made this. He was quite old. Um, he died in 1991, aged 86. Well, that's a shame. I was going to say, was he the was he the karate master Onion from Parappa the Rapper? But the, obviously, the answer is no. <laughs> but no, he was the voice of Han in Enter the Dragon, and that's where I recognised it from. So I thought he's got a really quite. You know, I've watched Enter the Dragon tons, so you know, you just know the voice. Um, Dick Miller, who's um, Appeared in loads of different Joe Dante movies. Again, one of those people that you've you've seen his face in an, any you know eighties movie or whatever. He's he's just been around. Uh, Judge Reinhold, yeah, um, <clears throat> another another pop- staple from sort of eighties and and eighties. So there you go. So actually, so he was the other actor that appeared in um, the the other highest grossing movie because he was in Beverly Hills Cop as well, wasn't yeah. he? So there you go. So a what couple of movies to him because he. he- I, he probably wasn't in that many films, but he just seems to be in a lot of films from the 80s that people like. And then he seems to have vanished. Yeah, he's apparently still um, making stuff up until 2017. He's got films that he's had released. Um, so... I'm glad you said that, because I, I did worry that maybe he was like a pedo or something. And uh, <laughs> There's a reason. I'm always going, where's Judge Rhino? And everyone's looking at me going, mm, fucking filthy little so-and-so. Mm. Apparently, apparently, he's in the Santa Claus. He's been in all three Santa Claus movies. Uh, so there you are. Um, and then Jonathan Banks is the deputy, Deputy Brent, who plays Mike Ehrmantraut in Better Call Saul and uh, also Breaking Bad. And like I said, another staple of 80s movies that you would have seen. Um, 
So, but he's one of the, he's one of those people that I saw him in, in um, Breaking Bad, and I never knew he was the same person that has appeared in all of those eighties uh, mm. movies because he just looks very different. I think yeah. it's the bald the bald head, and he's got a, a saggy, craggy old face, hasn't he? So yeah, I think it's just the age, isn't it? I mean, I'm looking at the because he looked old then, didn't he? So I mean, yeah. he, you know, he's thinking thirty odd years later, he looks fucking ancient. So I'm looking at the cast on old Im Imdba. Um, and I had a question, and I can't. Oh yeah, right. Uh, uh, it says Arnie Moore as Pete's father. Hmm. Pete's dad in it. So I think he is the guy who sells the Christmas trees. Um, uh, right. because I'm sure I I heard it, hear him say dad when uh, he's selling the... He's not in it for very long because he's in it at the beginning, isn't he, where the sheriff comes over and tries to blag a free Christmas tree. And and also, the IMDP picture of Scott Brady as Sheriff Frank. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. You were taken about 40 years before he made this. Yeah, because he looks very young and very trim. Um, And really, I mean... Well, yeah, I mean, he died um, oh, a, a, a year later after this <laughs> Gremlins was released in 1985, April 1985, oh, age blimey. 60. Bloody hell. So there you go. Um, so um, <laughs> Danny Llewellyn as Hungry Child. Why is he in the top cast? I think they're doing it in order of, of a. Oh, no, it wouldn't be order of appearance because no. Zach, Zach Gallagher and Phoebe Cates wouldn't be start, yeah. would they? Is it someone who has a line? Uh, yeah, or oh, maybe. Mum, I'm hungry. Yeah, that's it. S- so am I. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Uh, Chris Columbus, we've mentioned before. He, I mean, you know, he's made loads of box office movies, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. You know, and so uh, another Christmas movie, Home Alone. Um so uh, yes, there you are. Now this has got a seven point three out of ten, out of two hundred eleven thousand ratings on IMDb. Um, we've got Metacritic as well. We do. Before I get onto that though, just kind of thinking about Gremlins. Yeah. Now, th- because like I said, I um, wouldn't have watched this so much when it was released. However, this kind of uh, I don't know if it's this movie in particular, just the success of it, but it did seem to trigger a, a few other of the kind of, I suppose, like kind of small alien creature, critter, yeah, critter, mis- critters, critters, there you go. Mischievous, Mischievous comedy horror stuff. Yeah, because... Like critters. There you go, from and 1986. And ghoulies. And ghoulies from 1984 or 1985, depending on which where you look. But I have more stronger memories of watching those movies than I do of watching Gremlins, particularly Critters, which I haven't seen in bloody years, no, but I, I just remember watching that on VHS a lot um, and uh, really enjoying it. Possibly more so than Gremlins. I don't know why, but that's just, uh, you know, like I said, I haven't watched that for, for many years, but I seem to remember watching Critters on VHS more than I would have watched um Gremlins and Ghoulies and Ghoulies 2 uh, definitely would have watched those a lot on VHS um, so. we're, we're racking up films for potential re- re-watches <laughs> so far in this episode Jesus oh no there you go uh, so um, where was I going oh yes uh, Metacritic so should we have a quick look at Metacritic on this yes and then we'll do a synopsis and listen to the trailer so um, it has got a 70 out of 13 critical reviews which is pretty good yeah 
uh, nine positive, three mixed, and one negative. So, do you want to take one from the top? Yes, I'll take uh, the mad person that is Caroline Westbrook, who's given it a hundred, um, which is insane because nothing's perfect, Caroline. Um, one hundred out of one hundred. Hmm. Uh, she's written a delightfully offbeat reminder of how inventive and witty blockbusters seemed when you were a kid. There you go. Uh, so I will go with one of the middling ones, which is, let's go with Bill Cosford of the Miami Herald. Um, it's as if Dante sought so hard to parrot his producer that he wound up parodying and also involved and all involved should have known better. There's a current of menace to Dante's work that sets him apart from Spielberg and a measure of innocence in Spielberg's quite apart from anything Dante has done. I think they're basically saying that it's a bit of a mashup between the two. I think that's kind of yeah. what he's getting at. Okie doke. And I'll take the one negative one, uh, which is from my favourite staff not credited at the TV Guide. <laughs> Always look forward to staff not credited musings because they're always amazing. Um, they've given it 25 and uh, they say Dante gleefully trashes cliches and sentimental Capra-esque notions. But one should not forget this movie was given a PG rating and cynically aimed to draw an audience of small children who would no doubt be terrorised by this myth-shattering film. Mm. What did we did we do another um, movie that was kind of aimed at kids, but it actually wasn't really. I'm sure we've talked uh, talked oh, about another. We have, haven't we? Uh, blah, 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 blah. It weren't Condor. Was it Condor Man? No, mm, no. no. But um, it was. I think it it, it uh, received a bit of criticism because it is kind of like a bit of a kids film, but it was quite violent. Um, oh shit! The bed. What was it? I it, 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 thing is, it, I think it was this year as well. Um, Oh, ball bag. <laughs> I can't remember. No, me Anyway. Either. The answer but, is yes. Yes, yes. I'm sure we have mentioned that, but I can't think of what the film is, so it's no. pointless. Um, so anyway, there you go. Now, have you got a synopsis for the film? I do have a... We have two synopsi. Um, let's see, which one should I go for? Da, 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 da. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll, go with, we'll go with IMDb's for no apparent reason. Uh, the synopsis is thus... A young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. Hmm. Do you want to do the other one as well? Is it much different or...? Uh, yeah, well, the old Metacritic has got a cute little mogwai spawns demented demons when his young owner disregards the advice given by its previous owner. Hmm. There you go. Well, disregard. I wouldn't say that necessarily. Totally fucking ignored it. Yeah. <laughs> much. But, but did he? Did he though? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, no, just uh, just because I've looked at the other page of my notes, and uh, this actually came out on the same day as Ghostbusters. Oh, believe it or not, in America. I know. I know. There you go. Um, so uh, that's a bit of competition, but I think they both did well for themselves. Yeah. So you know, um, the other thing to say as well is that uh, again, having done a little bit of research. I mean, you've had Gremlins and Gremlins 2. I think there's an animated thing which is on the cards because we talked about this when we did our Big Trouble in Little China because the guy who plays um, David Lopan voices one of the characters in it. But I think there's a like an animated thing coming out on HBO at some point. But Ooh, this HBO, is... does that mean it's going to be all blood and violence? 
I, I don't know. But this is one of those films, along with a lot of the others we've, we've mentioned, uh, such as Big Trouble in Little China, Robocop, um, I'm trying to think of some of the others, The Crow, where there's always general talk of a reboot, yeah. a sequel. There's, you know, I think even back into 2015, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Lead actor. Zach 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 Gallagher. Zach, Zach Gallagher. Yeah. Uh, Gilligan's Island. He um, even talked about it as being a, a direct sequel. Um, what I mean, we're j- perhaps jumping ahead a little bit, or maybe sh- keep that thought, hold that thought, and we'll talk about it at the end. Uh, oh, we'll forget about it by then. So uh, fuck it, let's do it now. <laughs> so what would what would you think? What, I mean, what are your thoughts then on a oh. Gremlins reboot or sequel? I don't I don't think you need to go. You want to go the reboot. Especially not if you're going back to the same cast or some of the same cast. I don't think a reboot would make any sense. Uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, Zach's children get a Mogwai or Billy's children. No, that no, not up for that. Uh, direct sequel would be weird. It, it, as with all these films, my worry it would be that they would make it too big, and it would you know it, they'd, they'd over CGI it. They'd either go because tonally. Again, this film, you don't get many films now that have the same tonality as this. Sort of a horror comedy. It, it, it's quite nasty in places, but then it's not. Now it would just it would probably be just wacky. And you, they'd end up making the gremlins basically like green minions. Mm. And, I, I mean, they're wacky in this, but I think they'd over-wacka-wise it, wackerize it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced they'd hit the tone of it. I mean, the second one's weird for different reasons, and it's not got it's not got the nasty streak of this one in in many respects, from what I remember anyway. Mm. But yeah, I think they'd over they'd yeah they'd they'd, they'd over yeah it'd be too much gobbledygook, wacky bedoings without anything to sort of help try and balance that out. I mm. think. Uh, yeah, I mean the second one's a bit more of a parody. I think it's yeah. of, of the the whole thing. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to say too much about that because we may well do it at some point in the future. Uh, right here is the trailer for Gremlins. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift (laughs) he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? 
and dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. So there you go, that was the trailer. Now, I only watched this earlier on today, so what did you think of it? Yeah, I, I watched it literally waiting for you to join Skype because I've forgotten to watch it, because that's what I do <laughs> quite often. Um, to be fair, I, I thought it was all right. Um, and it, of course, it sounded really Norfolk then. I thought it was all right. Um, I don't think it gave too much away. I think it held back on the gremlins quite well. You only really got a hand and a, and a rear headshot, but um, it kind of it sort of set up its stall and gave you the yeah, gave you the, the the build up to what it was about. But I thought, I thought it was okay. I thought it was it, yeah. It wasn't like now trailers where they just give you the whole film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was alright. Yeah. No. Same here. To be fair, like you said, I think they did that on purpose so that instead of like bunking everything up the wall they've uh, <laughs> they they actually did like you said hold back on on stuff yeah. which uh, would have given you a good reason to go and watch it in the first yeah. place uh so yes that was that was kind of cool to watch that but um now mm. i i'm i'm sort of uh, delaying asking because you're going to be upset with me but oh you twat I, I was in a bit of a rush today, so I, how many pages of notes have you written? Well, no, no, it's not worth it, is it? Because you've, <laughs> you've done something ridiculous. You either haven't I, made any, you've typed it, or you've, I don't know, fucking chiselled it on a stone tablet or something. I, I typed it up. I typed it because when I'm in a, a rush and I've got stuff on, I can touch type. And so if I need to watch the film, then... I can just type as I'm oh, watching well, it. Oh, look at me. I can touch type. I can't I know. quite touch type. I'm at that, actually, as far as typing goes, I'm at that really annoying part, which I don't seem to be able to get any better. I can't quite touch type, but I probably do touch type half the time when I'm not thinking about it. Mm. And then as soon as I think, ooh, I'm touch typing, then I'll, then I'll get it wrong. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's really annoying. I can't get any better. Uh, but anyway, yeah, by my handwritten notes, using a pen and paper... Yes, like a much better, yeah. much um, better than, yes. They've got character and soul, unlike my typed crap. Yeah, well, at least you can read yours. Um, <laughs> oh. I don't know about that. I, I didn't spell check it. Um, I'm not entirely... No. One, two, three, four. Somehow I've done ten and a half. Wow. Is that the most you've ever done for a movie? I think it's I think it's I think it's equal. And I think Bloody the other one I, the other one I did that amount uh, amount for made no fucking sense either because I think it's probably going back to something along the lines of Beastmaster which you know, I wrote more words than were in the script. Bloody hell. Um so it, it makes no it's it's completely arbitrary because it it's just the pages on the word document but it's three pages and it's but it's 1722 words. Is, is that, that it? Means? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that as well. I thought that's not really a lot, is it? To be honest with you. So, um, mind you, I've yeah. done the same. I've done the same before. I thought, oh, I'm going to make loads of notes, and then you just don't. And I think, because to be honest, I watched this in two parts. I watched the first part a couple of couple of weeks ago, and I do seem to be almost writing it out exact. I don't know why. Like 
everything that's happening. Whereas with the second part, it's a lot more in line with my general notes. So I must have had a problem the first half for some mm. reason. Mm. And I asked uh, a few questions. I think I was just writing stuff down to remember to ask. Yeah. So, again, other than a few scenes, mate, because this is the thing. So we sat down with the kids to watch this last Monday. Uh, and, you know, again, Christmas film. I knew that there were a few scenes in it that were maybe um, we'd have to cover their eyes for or whatever. But it'd be, I'll, I'll tell you about their reaction. In fact, I recorded some audio with them earlier on. Just like two or three minutes <laughs> just to sort of like so they can explain about what they thought of the movie. But um, I genuinely had no real memories. Uh, I know you said you watched this a lot when you were a kid, but did you, could you remember much of it, like going into it? Did you know what was coming and what was happening and all that kind of stuff? To be honest, I tried not to think about it too much because I knew that I, I know that I remember it, but I didn't want to start thinking about it scene by scene or anything. But like I said, I basically watched it without pausing. Um, so yeah, it's in there. It's lo- mm. it's locked in there. It's just just the way it is. Mm. Um, mm. No, because the, the, the opening for one in particular was a bit different for I me mean, because it opens with a bit of a monologue of the dad telling you that he's got a story and he's walking around like it's Chinatown, isn't it? But it's, it, it's all Chinese. But it looks like fucking Blade Runner. It looks. I mean, even I thought it looks like it's um, you know. Uh, a, a Chinatown from a World War Two movie or something. <laughs> I I put post-apocalyptic because at some point you walk and the sky or the light which is supposed to be coming from the sky is blood red. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's post-apocalyptic, post World War Two bombing sky, but it also seems really backwards as well. There's lots of it's weird because there's like, like sailors walking around with. <laughs> Like Chinese women and just yeah. or, or Asian women, you just think it, it it's very sort of odd because, like I said, it kind of um, I don't know. It it just it it looks very authentic in terms of traditional, but at the same time, it doesn't look quite real. If you know what I mean, it's yeah. um, you know. Uh, so yeah, and you you're introduced to the dad, who it turns out is. Well, he's a bit of a shit inventor, isn't he, really? Oh, he's one of the worst, if not the <laughs> worst inventor. Um, and, and apparently he just gets accosted by small boys on the streets and follows <laughs> them into mysterious rooms. It does make you wonder what he was looking for in the first <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, uh, looking, looking for a present from his son, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> because he, like you said, he just follows this, uh, this little boy to uh, his grandfather's store. Uh, which is this a shop full of shit? It's just a shithole, isn't it? Because yeah. and then you've got this this one-eyed old git who's smoking a pipe, doesn't say much, uh, and um, he's just wandering around, isn't he? He tries yeah. to sell him sell him a bathroom buddy. Would the you bath- buy a bathroom buddy? The bathroom buddy. I mean, this this is his big hope, isn't it? This is his big hope to you know become rich, um, and the bathroom buddy is a toiletry bag, from what I understand. It's, is it just a plastic cube that just holds stuff in place? It, I think it's just a Swiss army knife that does everything that, you know, it's you'd need. It's completely impractical because he, he does he does his little thing saying, oh, this is a bathroom buddy, everyone wants it, yada, yada. And it's like, oh, what if you've got dragon breath and there's a gong in the background for some reason? Mm. Uh, 
racial stereotyping, etc. <laughs> but he says they've got a toothbrush, and he pushes this little tiny little toothbrush up out of this fucking great square block. And I was just holding that, I was looking at it, going, "Well, if that doesn't detach, how the fuck are you supposed to actually brush your teeth with it?" <laughs> It's not. It's not very comfy in your hand, is it? Really, no, it's, uh, that would never reach the back of your mouth without slamming this big pl- plastic block into your face. Mm. And it's, uh, it's, it said it's got all this, and it's like, well, yeah, but I've got a small bag that I can fit all that in, and it's it's got the added advantage of that everything is usable. Yes, because it squirts in with a bit of toothpaste, uh, yeah. toothpaste, tooth, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking when I typed that up, I thought I know I'm going to trip up on that. Um, and then, because he's hearing this warbling going on in the background, um, but you don't see it or anything. I think that's the other thing that what I do like about the film to begin with it is that it you don't, like I said, it doesn't splurge anything, does it? Really, no. very slowly reveals. You just hear noises, you see little shadows, outlines. Uh, you, you don't, you know, doesn't give the game away before it needs to, um, and um, and then you know he kind of goes over to this this sound and he's he's you see it from his. Uh, point of view don't you? you know you see he's looking into the cage um and he's he's sort of transfixed by it and then he wants to buy it for for two hundred dollars well, no, he wants to buy it for a hundred dollars yeah and no one says anything no one says no no one says yes and he he instantly barters up to pay two hundred dollars mm. so he's a shit inventor and he's shit at bartering as well he's like i'll yeah. give you a hundred dollars okay i'll he's... give you two hundred dollars no one answers him and this is why like, part of this is like I'm trying to think is this film I mean it is but it's it's very much a film that's kind of set in the 1980s but there seems to be a lot of callbacks to like 1960s because well mm. I'm assuming because like this I mean the little, the little Chinese kid looks at the $200 on the table like that is going to save their fucking lives mm. that's going to pay yeah. the rent that's going to buy the food that's going to do everything and you know, I know two hundred dollars was more then, but surely it weren't enough to rescue you from a life of you know, prostitution and whatnot, which looks, <laughs> sounds like that's going to be happening. And I don't think the granddad's getting much money for, for what he's offering. Mm, um, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, because he, he sort of like, his eyes widen as soon as it's the most money he's ever seen. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I suppose when you're a kid, you think about it, two hundred pounds, two hundred dollars, whatever, would have been a lot of money, wouldn't it? You know, um, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing two hundred quid when I was a kid. Um, so you know, but. Uh, yeah, and so, but the grandfather won't sell it um, because it's not for sale. Even well, why though is it in his fucking shop? Everything's for sale. And so, not for sale. Hmm. But the kid does a deal behind his back to sell it to him, as if uh, as if his granddad isn't going to notice. Yes, I'm well, sure we had something in this shop earlier on. Why can't I hear singing anymore? He's going. Why have I got two hundred dollars all of a sudden? <laughs> or, or why have you got a pair of really expensive trainers? Where have yeah. they come from? Where's Where my Mogwai? Where did you get those new Nikes? <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then he does. He gives him. Uh, what's that? Gives him. He sells him Gizmo. Um, and I mean, the other thing as well. He's just going back to the dad. Is I mean, Billy and the mom really love the dad, but at the same time, I think the scenes in it where. They're really disappointed, aren't they? With yes, they've got full uh, reason to be as well. Uh, but we'll get to that shortly. But yeah, so, um, and then, you know, a bit of a slow motion uh, shot of him. And you hear the kids, the kid, sorry, I should say, t- telling him what the rules are, which are? 
Well, 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 we need to talk about these rules. Uh, the <laughs> the rules are uh, he you know, keep him out of bright light. He hates bright light, especially sunlight. It'll kill him. Don't get him wet. So no matter how you know, you know, don't give him a drink. Don't give him a bath or whatever. And the most important rule is never feed him after midnight. Mm. I'm baffled by these rules. It's obvious why I'm baffled by the rules. What, you know, why are you baffled by them? Well, all right, the, the light, I can, I can live with the light one, as, as in he doesn't like bright light. I don't know why sunlight would kill him. Um, but, you know, there are creatures out there that are very sensitive to light, so that's fine. Um, the water thing's problematic because, you know, every fucking cell's made up of quite a lot of water, so what the fuck is this little creature made out of? Mm. Um and they never feed after midnight. I mean, if I was if I was Randall Peltzer, I'd be going, "Hold your horses there. You might need to you might need to elaborate on that a little bit, because after midnight doesn't mean anything because it's always after midnight. When does when does it cut off? And I don't understand from a writing perspective why it wasn't. You know, you can't feed him from when the sun goes down to when the sun comes up. It still doesn't make much sense, but at least it gives you a start and an end point. But after midnight, what does that mean? Does it cut off at three in the morning, four in the morning? Does it magically cut off when your alarm goes off and he wakes up? I don't know. Can you not mm. feed him before he goes to sleep? You can only feed him after he's woken up. I don't... It, it, but old Peltzer just takes it as if, like, say, yeah, that's fine, no problem. Doesn't ask any questions. He's also not asking what kind of fucking creature have I bought here which doesn't <laughs> need water and I can't feed during an undetermined part of the day. Where is it from? Why have I never seen it before? I've never seen this on a, on a documentary. What the fuck is it? Why does it look like a mammal? Why can it sing? Why is it speaking? What the fuck is going on? Where? What What have you given me? What have I bought? Yeah. What What can you feed it? Uh, yeah. You know, we, we yeah. could think what to does ask. What is it Is it? Does it eat plants? Does it eat meat? Does it eat fucking ghosts or something? What does because it, what it does seems it... to be magical. Yeah, does, what does it need to stay in a cage? What does it, you know, what, can, it, can <laughs> yeah. it roam about? Does it bite? Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it dangerous? So, but it's cute. That's the thing. I mean, you know, it's. But anyway, that's all he's interested in. Um, Are you aware you seem to have a small, eight-inch-tall, sentient mammal that walks on two legs and talks? You don't really <laughs> want to be selling me that for two hundred dollars. You want to be taking that some somewhere where they will pay you, fucking god knows how much, because you've just found an evolutionary, fucking oddity. And it will change everything about the evolution of, of, of creatures, presuming it's from this planet. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So you're never quite sure where it comes from, other than it's got uh, links to, you know, the Orient, or it's it's yeah. something very ancient, isn't well, it, I, I guess? I think in the novelisation, I did read this before, and I did try and find it, but it's well out of print. I think in the novelisation, Mogwais are aliens. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you've either got yourself an evolutionary a whole branch of evolution that's never existed and has this this sentient being on it or you've got yourself an alien either way you don't go selling it to a shit inventor for two hundred dollars <laughs> no um no you th- so that's kind of like the you know the opening um but the and you, you the actual proper opening now where it's yeah. steven spielberg presents um you know and uh it's set in a place called kingston falls which mm. is lovely it looks yeah. lovely doesn't it well, especially like you know 1960s americana town isn't it like idyllic yeah. perfect picture book snow lovely christmas la di da all that yeah. yeah mountains in the background all sorts now there are 
I mean, there's even a, a video of it, play, or a, you know, there's a, it's playing it on the, the TV while the mom's cooking. Um, it, I, there were a number of little things that I, I thought back to. It's a wonderful life, mm-hmm. um, and just the actual name of the place because I had to look it up. I must admit, but the place in It's a Wonderful Life is called Bedford Falls. Oh. Uh, um, so, and it's it kind of. It's a very small town, but it's got stuff in it, hasn't it? It's got yeah. cinema. Uh, it's randomly got a bloody Burger King just, you know, <laughs> stuck in the middle of the shops, yeah, which it's, I, th- it's, I quite liked. Yeah, it's all like in it. It's like Dennis's Carpet Shop, Old Man Flapper's Nail Emporium, Burger King. And it's back, <laughs> back over to Jim and Arlene's bloody dog washer or something it's all like local businesses but with burger king involved mm. um and so you're introduced to a few of the inhabitants around the uh the, the town um so you got the sheriff who is by well he's trying to blag himself a free christmas tree mm. and this is where you see cory feldman who's you, wearing a, a christmas tree see, i don't know if you noticed there's also the ghost of a christmas tree i uh, know yeah when it scrolls across the christmas trees they're all green but there's one that just goes across the foreground that is brighter than bright white. So you, I think no, it's, I it's the ghost of a Christmas tree, yes. There's ah. goings on. Either that mm. or it's just one they've run out of snow to make the others look snowy. Ah. See, I I just thought that outfit that Corey Feldman's wearing must be really uncomfortable. Um I don't I don't understand. I don't this is the other thing I don't <laughs> well, this is the other thing. Right. <laughs> he right. We'll get, we'll, you know, it happens a bit later on, but Pete, which is Corey Feldman, delivers the trees to the customers, but he wears them as a suit. How does that work? How do you insert a boy into a tree? Because if, you know, you could shuffle inside the, 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 the needles and kind of wear it a bit like a Jesus cross because you'd have to lift it up, but this seems flexible. So mm. they cut the trees into many segments, so it you know it moves with the curvature of his spine. But it, it seems like if it's his dad who owns it, he inserts his son into trees, or his son becomes trees. It it's could a- be it could be worse. You could insert a tree into a boy, I guess. Um, that would be a bit uncomfortable, even more uncomfortable, I guess. Yeah, that is true. Um, so, but yeah, anyway. So, and then you meet Billy, who's trying to start his car, which yeah. is a, a Volkswagen Beetle. And uh, he's got his dog in the car. Um, and then he meet his neighbour, Mr. Footerman, who's... Yes, uh, the local racist. <laughs> There's his xenomorphic neighbour, uh, who's uh, just, just basically hates anything that is not do mean, American. Do you mean xenophobic? Xenoph- what did I say? Xenomorphic. Amazing! Oh, I did man. actually write that down. See, touch typing. I got the first part right. Uh, oh my god, that's amazing! Uh, z- xenophobic, xenophobic. However you want to say it. Yeah. Uh, xenomorphic. Totally different. <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant. Um, so yes, he hates aliens as well, probably. Yeah. Um, so uh, yes, and uh, you know he's just ram- rambling on about you know it's oh, these foreign cars, blah blah blah, and whatever. Um, there's a little cause... bit of a. Hi- Go on. No, no, go on. I was going to say, there's a little bit of a hint that Billy is an artist. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the thing he'd like to do, but he actually works at the local bank. Yeah. Um, it's like Mr. Footman, because he's, he's mocking Billy's car for being foreign, goddamn foreign cars. 
And for some reason, is it his job? Well, no, it's not, because you find out he hasn't got a job. So this man's mode of transport is a fucking... It's a Kentucky harvester. It's a fucking plough. Mm. He's chosen to have a plough as his everyday vehicle. Yeah. Well, maybe his job, because you find out that later on he's lost his job. Um, so maybe his job was ploughing or or something. I don't the, know. The, the amount of fucking snow in that town. How has he lost his job? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, maybe that, his plough doesn't do, do that. It's just a, it's a, it's another plough. I don't know. I'm, is, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking Mr. Plough now from The Simpsons. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but the weird, the weird thing is Billy's tried, sat there for ages trying to start his car and it won't start. We get the racist. Uh, he's, he's like, I've got to go. I've got to, I've got to, I'm going to have to walk to work. Um, it takes him 30 seconds to get to work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Talk about, you know, climate change and all that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just, just walk, you lazy bastard. Uh, take your dog for a walk. I mean, yeah. you're driving your dog to fucking work. Take the dog for a walk. Anyway, so um, he goes to the bank. Phoebe Cates works there, who fancies him. It's clear to see that she fancies him. Yeah. Also, um, it's also a racist bank. Is it? Yeah, oh, I miss this. The, there's one black man in this film, and he's the man who opens ah. the door for people entering the bank. He's a security guard, yes. Yeah. Now, it's funny you mention that. Um, and, and I read this in terms of the Wikipedia. Now, with Wikipedia, some stuff's made up, so you, you know, have to take some of it with a pinch of salt, whatever. But you saying that, what, one of the titles was Controversies, uh, or oh. Controversies, however you want to say it. <laughs> yeah. I'll read this out. I'm not going to comment on it, but I just read it and I just thought, really? Okay. Since its release, the film has been criticised as being culturally insensitive. Jonathan Rosenbaum, whoever that is, um, apparently he's a film critic and author, argued the film that the film compares gremlins to African-Americans. Hmm? Um, in his book, apparently, in Ceramic Uncles and Celluloid Mammies, uh, oh no, this series is somebody else. Patricia Turner writes that the gremlins reflect negative African American stereotypes in their dress and behaviour. They are show they are shown devouring fried chicken with their hands, listening to black music, Hold on. break <laughs> break dancing, and wearing sunglasses after dark and newsboy caps. A style common among African American males in the 1980s. So, is she associating the eating of fried chicken with one's hands with Afro Caribbean people? I'm not going to comment because I, I, I couldn't possibly. But it, I just read. I when I read that, I thought interesting. Managed to turn something a gremlin that's like a little monster and associate it with black people. Okay, yeah, but- well done. Yeah, they also watched Snow White and and Flash and uh, use chainsaws and um, to do uh, pick their own noses, etc. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm. <laughs> I guess you can find links to anything if you look hard enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So um. But uh, yeah. So like I said, bank. Um. That he's working in now. Um. You're introduced to Mrs. Deagle, yeah. who's got really lovely dumpy music. Why? It sort of reminded me of that fat kid from BMX Bandits. 
<laughs> Except she's not fat. She's just a really horrible old she, bastard. Yeah. I, well, I just put Mrs. Deagle, the local old rich cunt. <laughs> she's, she reminds me of Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life, who basically, yeah. you get the impression that she owns the town. Um, yeah, because... I'm, I'm wondering what her relationship is with the town because it baffles me on a couple of occasions. Yeah, because you, 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 people approach her randomly uh, asking her for money or asking her to, you know, so they give her extra time to pay the rent. Um, yeah. But it's never really explored properly, except that she's always in the bank and yeah. she's always giving Billy grief because she doesn't like his dog. Um, and she just doesn't like people. She's, no. she's a rude, horrible, obnoxious old bastard. Yeah, she's just storming down the road with, a, with, some, with some pottery snowman head. And someone says good morning to her and... Uh, I wanted to find out who that was, actually, because why does the bloke who says, oh, good morning, Mrs. Deagle, he sounds a mm-hmm. bit like Goofy. Um, and then she says, well, it's good about him. He goes, oh! Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, then, yeah <laughs> she, she's carrying this really horrible snowman. I mean, she, she, shortly after this, so she goes in and confronts Billy about um, the her, his dog. Um, what's his dog called? Barney. Barney, yeah. Uh, damaging this snowman. It looks cheap as shit. You, I it mean, does. She, it just, it doesn't look good. But anyway, so just prior to that though, um, this these this woman and her two kids stop Mrs. Deagle and ask for a, a bit of an extension on paying the rent or whatever, and they can't afford anything. And she's just really horrible. It's like saying, "Oh, yeah. you know, we've got no money. We can't afford food and blah blah blah." And she just turned around and said, "Well, now you know, now you know what to ask Santa for." It's like. You old cow, yeah. you know. And she says, "Oh yeah, the, you know the bank and I are in, in the in it for the same purpose to make money, not to yes. support a load of deadbeats." Mm. I was like, "Wow, you harsh old wanker!" Yeah. <laughs> um, and so anyway, they say she goes, to, she pushes to the front of the queue, which would annoy the fuck out of me. Why has no one punched her square oh. in the square in the jaw? Yes, um, and like I say, she has this argument with Billy. She talks about what she'd like to do to the dog, yeah. um, which is put him in, give him a, a slow death, uh, or, or take him to the vets, give him a painless, quick death. But then also, she sort of leans in and says, you know, I could put her, put him in my... Um, spin my dryer. Spin dryer. And this old bloke standing there just says, oh, yeah, that'll do it. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yes, we forgot to mention... Barney, while all this, because apparently you're allowed to take your dog into work, um, mm. and he's just underneath the counter. Which I wonder where did Billy put his legs then? Because he'd have to sit a fair way back. But he's underneath the counter, tied up with a shoestring. Yeah, uh, and he suddenly jumps up and uh, in sort of he does sort of attack Mrs. Deagle because uh, he's having to go. He's well, he's biting her sleeve. I mean, all right. The, in reality, the dog's wagging its tail at the time because it's having a whale of a time being an actor. And Mrs. Deagle starts, you know, my heart, claiming that she's got a weak heart and being, a, you know, turning into this, pretending to be, I mean, who's she trying to kid? Everyone knows she's a wanker. But all yeah. of a sudden she's, yeah, she's, oh, my heart, I can't stand a shock like that. And out comes <laughs> fucking um, uh, Judge Reinhold, who's, um, what's he called? Um, da, 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 what's his name? G- Gerald. Gerald. Out comes Gerald. Does the bank manager turn up then as well? Yes. Yeah, they rescue rescue her. And then she still manages to lean in and have a have another threat, you know, threatens Billy again. You know, I'll get him when you least expect it. Yeah, and he goes, she, she, my heart again. Yeah, she sounds a bit like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, I'll actually, get you, yeah. my pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, she's just an evil old cow. Yeah. And um, anyway, like you said, 
in in her defence, if you could defend the indefensible, she the dog does bite her, yeah. uh, you know. So she would be within her rights, I guess, to have the dog, you yeah, know, the put dog down. Within its rights to bite her in the jugular and rip it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we go to the bar, the local bar, and um, Billy's drawing a cartoon of her with a dragon's body and her head on it, which is quite good, quite impressive. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, Gerald is there, or Jer, as as he gets called, uh, which he doesn't like, uh, and he's just been a dick, isn't he? He's he's yeah. been. It's kind of like he tries to. He thinks he's a bit of a yuppie, doesn't he? Like but you know, he's. This is another thing I don't understand because he's he's saying, ah, oh, you know, look at me, I'm a junior fight vice president at twenty three, uh, twenty five he'll be president, um, by the thirty he'll be a millionaire. Why does a small t- like why does a bank which apparently is a local bank in a small town of a population of about 100 people. Why does the <laughs> bank need a junior vice president? You know, if it's just the Bank of Deagle or whatever, how much is she paying just to be a, a, a vice manager of a small town bank? Hmm. Yeah, a bit odd, a bit odd. Um, but then you find that Kate is actually working at the bar as well, so she's got a couple of jobs. Um, so, uh, and... Um, then Billy, I mean, because Gerald tries to get off with her or ask her out, but she's not interested because she's only got eyes for Billy. Oh, yeah, she uh, picks that little bit of lint off his shoulder. Yes. Yeah, she definitely uh, wants it, wants his knob. <laughs> and then uh, Billy goes home, um, and there's this whole thing about when they open the door or shut the door, there's the sword, one of the swords that's hanging up, it just yeah. falls off. Um, so How uh, do they afford, or, well, how have they managed to afford this house at any point in history? It's a big house, isn't it? Yes. It's uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a nice looking house as well. To be fair, yeah, um, right. and but Mum doesn't work. She cooks, pre- you know, preposterous amounts of food all the time. Yeah. He's a failed inventor who has never made a fucking dime out of anything that he's made. <laughs> Billy is a clerk in the local bank, which we've established doesn't pay well because Kate needs a second job just to make ends meet slightly. Yeah, and um. Also, because Gerald makes this comment that uh, basically Billy is supporting the family um, with his wages. So, it, it you know, it's, uh, yeah. Um, so, Mom's in the kitchen uh, watching It's a Wonderful Life. There yes. you go. There's the other one. Um, she's chopping about five kilos of onions. She's just... chopping a lot of onions. What the fuck and... is she making? How much is she making? <laughs> Why is she making that much? Um, and now you can argue that she's she's got a, t- a tear or, or in her eye or whatever. She's a bit sort of like looks sad because she's what and because she, he even asks her, you know, well, what's what, are you okay? And she said, oh, it's just a sad movie, whatever. Um, but so she asks him to do the eggs with this invention, which is a box yes. with a chicken's head <laughs> with a, with the beak. Is so the eggs sort of are lined up on this. Uh, uh, well, I don't know what you'd call it. It, it, it. Basically, the eggs are sort of lined up, so ben, it, it would the pet the the beak would peck them to crack them into a bowl. Yeah. Which it is, seems like a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of work. It's deeply flawed because I mean it doesn't work because none of his inventions work because they're all shit. But um, yeah, it, it hits the eggs and the egg would fall into said bowl. But there's no like offshoot for the shells to go anywhere. So the shells yeah. were always going to fall in the bowl anyway. It, it just all mixes together, doesn't yeah. it? It just basically it cracks everything, and then all you get all the shell and all that shit that just 
ends up in the um you know and what also if you're trying to make a cake and you have to separate the egg from the egg white from the yolk or something yeah. you're you no fucked good. aren't you so um anyway so I, I must admit i like the look of it i like the noise it makes because it does a proper <laughs> yeah. when it hits <laughs> and it looks really, it all looks really dangerous as well it's, it's you know um but anyway so she he goes over to the sink and then he like he, i said he asks mom why you, you look sad and it and this is what I was saying, like, they clearly love the dad. They do. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm getting the impression that mom is just like, oh, God, how many fucking years have I been putting up with this shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just failed, failed inventions, just living in this town, just nothing works. I just, it's, just, you know, he's never around. Um, yeah, I'm just I've got a lovely house full of shit. Yeah, yeah, things that don't work. Um, you know, she's probably just thinking, oh, when Billy leaves home, I'm fucking off because yeah. I've had enough for this. Um, but anyway, I'm probably looking at far too much into that. But um, so then um, she just bl- makes this other excuse that Mrs. Deagle called. Yeah. What, what's she going to fucking do? I, I mean, unless she, she owns the house. So it's like, just, just if Mrs. Deagle phoned up to say, oh, your dog destroyed my snowman. And I'll just go, fuck off. (laughs) Did Deagle build this town with her own hands? Does she actually own every house and everyone just pays her rent? I want to know. Yeah. The, I want to know the Deagle backstory. Oh uh, yeah, I, there you I go. get the, That's the prequel, uh, Gremlins: The Deagle's Tale. The, yeah, I get the impression that um, because there's an, a, a conversation later on as well about Mister Footman who lost his job. That again, that's something to do with Missus Deagle as well. That yeah. she's so you know. Anyway, um, so um, Dad comes home yep, and they're all happy singing. to see him. Yeah. Well, will yeah. you say that because he's singing? That song that I can't think of the name of, but it's a Christmassy thing. They're all hugging. I mean, how long's he been away? But whatever. They, they're all hugging and la 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 and all that shit. Um, and he's he's really happy because the Miracle Company, who apparently had some interest in the kitchen companion, might be interested in the bathroom buddy. So maybe he has had a small amount of success with the kitchen companion. So I'm wondering, is that just another great big fucking plastic block? But this time with a load of knives sticking out of it. <laughs> but when, uh, he says, yeah. when he says that, though, the mum gives Billy a look. Yes. To me. And I just think she gives a look as if to say, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Because he's probably one of these that he he, disappear, he must disappear for weeks and weeks or months at a time on the road trying to sell his shitty inventions. You know, he goes to these conventions and he tries to sell his shitty inventions and he never succeeds in anything, uh, you know, you can imagine. Um, so it's like he's, he's never there, but then when he actually does come back, um, he... he He's done. He's not succeeded in anything, and you know, and and he's he's yeah. They're probably just like happy to see him, but at the same time, a little bit of disappointment. Yeah, because you know. all you know, none of this is all this is paid for out of what Billy's wages. Like yeah, him, him just gallivanting across the country trying to sell shit, and even worse this time is that he's probably got no money of his own. He's gone away borrowing Billy's money, and with Billy's money, he's bought Billy's Christmas present. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder he's so quick to fucking barter upwards because it's yeah. like, it's not my money. That's <laughs> yeah. <good> shit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so then they dad 
uh, gives him this box. He says, oh, your present's here, but, you know, you, you're going to have to open it early because you know, it's not going to last uh, until Christmas. Uh, and this is the first time you see Gizmo. and. Yeah. It's a very slow reveal. Like I said, it's cool how it does it. You know, we see little hands peer out, peer over the side. Well, he's, he put, hold on to the side, then his face peers out and whatever. And it does, it's cute. It looks good, yeah. doesn't it? I think it looks, you know, there's there's some puppets that look better than others, I would say, um, in terms of, like, the facial expression ones look really good. The ones that are sort of not... The more wide shots, I guess. Yeah. They still look good, but they look more... Toyy, you yeah, know, like more. There's one incredibly ropey one, but we'll get there. Um, and, and so, so all the cute uh, close-up shots, you know, with the eyes and the expressions and the mouth and everything, they look good. It looks good, uh, you know. And and we've even uh, upstairs. I remember when I met uh, my wife Kay for, uh, not long after that. We, I think, I bought one from Forbidden Planet. It's like a, you know, a gizmo. It's the shape of it. It's a, and the size of a of, a, of gizmo. It's yeah. and um, you know, they. they it it's like you know they you can imagine that this would sell like frigging hot cakes you know because it's cute isn't it yeah. it's oh it's cuter than fucking et that's for sure <laughs> yeah, um it just looks like a remolded ball sack doesn't it? shit yeah um so anyway but then mom's all excited she gets yeah. the polaroid out yeah. well, and billy, uh, billy says oh what is it and he says it's a mogwai but then at no point does anyone <laughs> go what's a fucking mogwai i've never heard of a mogwai <laughs> Hold on, uh, we've got all these encyclopedia of animals over here. I've got this ver- this this vo- volume sixty five is just you know just the um, fucking appendix thing. Da, 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 da. M, yeah, mud skipper, no moth. There's no such thing as a fucking mogwai, Dad. What the fuck is a mogwai? <laughs> yeah, um, but it looks cute, so they don't give a shit, do they? <laughs> no. uh, and it hasn't attacked them yet, so you know, uh, bonus. Um, but um, yeah, so. They're all happy. Takes the photograph, flashes him, so his eyes go all googly, and um, and this is where the dad goes over the rules. He's like, oh, oh shit, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot, I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you that there's these three really random, weird ass rules that don't apply to any other creature on this planet. But I best tell you, and I don't know what the consequences of breaking any of them are. But never mind. Yeah, um, and then so Billy's in his room with uh, Giz, who's singing this song, um, and or, or humming the tune, whatever you want to call wearing, it, wearing he's, a Christmas he's, hat. Yes, playing along to the with the Casio keyboard, um, mm. and uh, you know, cute. Um, yeah. But again, and th- Billy's not thinking. Why is this ten-inch animal wearing a Christmas hat? Why does it know how to work a Casio <laughs> keyboard? How does it know that I press the wrong key to follow its thing, and it knows on the keyboard where the right note is? Mm, highly intelligent little <laughs> yeah. cute furry creature. Do you know what? Um, I might have to stop referring it to to as a pet because I think it's probably more intelligent than I am. Is it going to kill me in my sleep? Yeah. Uh, we don't know yet. But anyway, so um, puts on it puts on the Christmas hat, shows what he looks like by holding up a mirror which reflects a light into his face, so he falls into a bin and cuts his head open. <laughs> oh, nice one, Billy. Well done. Yeah. Um, so Billy bandages him up, and then uh, you know he makes this sort of oh. like after, after taking him into the bathroom and forgetting to turn the light off again. <laughs> But I was wondering if when he's going, if he's actually, if that's Mogwai talk for you, dozy cunt. <laughs> fucking bleeding now. Do you, you not know what I am? I'll slit your throat. 
Yeah, I was so happy in my little cage in in my you know the old man's house yeah. and or his shop, and it was just being left alone. Um, but anyway, so then they're all in bed together. The dog sleeps in the bedroom. I mean, um, as cute as Gizmo is, the dog still gets pride of place next yeah. to Billy because so he should, you know, yeah. he's been there longer. And uh, anyway, so the um, he does a cute little yawn, which is is very cute. And at this point, you can imagine my two kids. They see Gizmo for the first time, yeah. and they're like going, "Oh my god!" You know, they've they've totally blown over. What's the word? I'm like, <laughs> we're uh, bowled over by him, not blown over. That's it. Um, anyway, so the next morning, and uh, it's another shit invention. <laughs> it, I mean, it looks so neat and clean and tidy, but at the same time, there's zero point to it. What well, I mean, because it, it, it's like a, it's the orange juicer, yeah. um, which well, it's, has the, got... it's not just that; it's a peeler juicer. Oh, is it? See, I yeah. missed that. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's got like a, 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 a it's like a big blocky boxy thing, uh, and it's got loads of oranges just stored. Um, yeah. You know, a convenient uh, orange trench around the outside uh, of the bottom. Um, and so it starts off okay, puts the orange in it, the, and then it starts doing its, you know, juicing or whatever, mixing, um, and then just fucking explodes all yeah. over the kitchen. With I mean, you'd be pissed off, wouldn't you? I mean, with about 50 litres of orange juice as well. So, I mean, it might not work properly, but it's it's fucking economical at getting juice out of an orange if all that comes from one orange. Mm. Uh, and then um, Pete walks in. Dressed in his tree outfit again. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. Although that's, dra- that, although that's their Christmas tree, isn't it? Because he says Billy... Oh, is it? I no, don't I get think it. He's, he's dragging another tree behind him. Oh, I'm he? sure he is. Yeah. Is I'm sure... His dad just makes him wear this Christmas tree outfit everywhere. Just... I mean, like... Why would he need to wear it? It's not like... You don't need to advertise Christmas trees, particularly like yeah. getting a small boy to wear a suit. <laughs> you walk into this into this lot that's just full of Christmas trees and you go... I wonder what this fucking place sells. And then Pete turns up and you go, fucking knew it, Christmas trees. Yeah. Can I have that one that's dressed as a boy, please? That one's awesome. Yes, Mr. Um, Saddle. <laughs> so, um, anyway, then Gizmo's upstairs watching TV because we find out that he's never been allowed to watch TV before. <coughs> and he understands it all as well. Yeah, and he's watching this black and white movie. I think is it Errol Flynn? Anyway, it's, yeah. a, it's a race car. He's a, he's a race car driver, and so he's sort of copying what he's doing. Yeah. You know, the sort of like a, brum, brum, yeah. all this stuff, bouncing up and down and all sorts, loving it. Mm. And then um, Billy uh, shows Pete this, uh, shows him Gizmo, which he doesn't see at first. Um, uh, and then so he he takes him over to this table where he's got all of his you know artist stuff, you know, where he's drawings and whatever. And now, even if Pete, the dopey twat, didn't knock water onto Gizmo, he'd still be pissed off that he'd spilt water all over his drawings. Yeah. Um, but it, do, it just so happens to knock some water over onto him, and then these things start popping off him. Yeah, well, um, yeah, well the first thing is Gizmo shrieks in apparent agony. Yeah. He lays on his back and his body starts pulsating. And yeah, and out pop these furry little meatballs. Yeah. It's um, and he he is he's in a lot of pain. It seems with it, isn't yeah. he? It's not like he's just. I mean, you would be. You've got these growths that are just shooting off you. Yeah. Um, it's like he's he's kind of giving birth to them almost. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and no one gives a fuck about Gizmo at this point. Everyone's looking <laughs> at these horrible little furry meatballs that start making a horrendous pulsating sound. Hmm. Um. And so yeah, I mean the thing is as well, 
He's only had him for less than a day, and he's already <laughs> fucking spilt water on him, shined oh. light on him that many times, cut injured him. Open. Yeah, cut his head open <laughs> and broke one of the, the three only rules to owning one, apparently. Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, you're supposed to be careful with yeah. him, but... I mean, it, uh, all right, he didn't knock it over, but still, if you've got a creature which you're told, don't fucking get it wet, don't put it on the table where your art stuff is and your jar yeah. of water. Put it somewhere else. Why do you have to put it in there to sing it? Why don't you just say, Gizmo, you're comfortable on a bed and you're not near any water or any bright lights. How about you sing for me? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, and then these, you see the other creatures, which is, all look like Mogwais. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but Gizmo looks very sad at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, and Pete just wants one. He's just like, oh, can I have one now? And... Uh, and but he goes to put his finger by stripe yeah. and and he goes to bite him um yeah. and also pete's got like fucking adhd or something because <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh wow i love this i love this can i have one can i have one oh let's go and look at this comic yeah. oh yeah well, one like, i'm not bothered anymore me. i've lost interest <laughs> He's just not bothered at all because he gets these like 3d glasses looks at the comic and uh and he just took, like I think Billy says something to him, and Pete just goes, "Oh yeah, cute," or something. Yeah, like, I mean Billy's slightly fuck? flabbergasted that this thing has multiplied with water. Not as flabbergasted as he should be, because again, we're talking about something that has never happened. It doesn't happen in nature. But yeah, pff, sort of half accepts yeah. it. Go, goes and tells his dad, who's working yeah. on another shit invention. What? No, what is this? Because it's like it's got playing cards yeah and it's almost like it you know the when you, I've, I've been to a casino before yeah, but like I've, a, I've, I've ne- never gambled like an automatic um, dealing machine yeah so you've got the dealer who normally deals out the cards this is like just a machine that deals out cards yeah. uh, or something except it shit yeah and it just shoots them all out everywhere <laughs> so it's like a dangerous weapon it is yeah you, you, could, you could kill someone with a thousand cuts yeah using one uh, um, but and again, like you know, so the dad starts to show. Oh, have you seen this, Bill? Bill, Billy, look, I've I've d- done a new attachment to the bathroom buddy that doesn't fucking work. But I'll just stick some more shit onto it. It's a razor, <laughs> yeah, thirty nine p blue razor. Everyone's gonna want one. <laughs> uh, but then, oh yeah, what's this button for? Oh, it just shoots shit on him, like yeah. you know, sh- shaving foam. Um, and I mean, I think at this point, you can even tell with the dad. The dad's just like, oh fuck me. Yeah. What am I doing with my life? You know, well, you just said uh, oh, no, I've 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 fixed that yet. I haven't perfected it. I'll uh, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. It's like yeah. you won't do it tomorrow. You'll you think won't. of something else to add on to it, which no one needs. You'll just invent a, a, a hammer that's like a pneumatic hammer instead of just <laughs> a hammer. <laughs> it's just you're inventing shit that nobody needs. Yeah. Basically, you know, a fly swatter that's attached to a drill. <laughs> work <laughs> anyway um so then um he tells it the dad that the you know they've multiplied because they've got some water on him and the dad just sees this as an opportunity oh, he doesn't give yeah. a shit about anything yeah, does the, he he's just thinking, he's essentially he's like, this could be the big one the, the peltzer pet yes like, yeah it's fucking broken and don't work either does it <laughs> um and you can get the little hints that these um these mogwai or are because mogwai is the the breed isn't it or the you know the whatever you want to call it the, yeah the the, the genus 
the generic name for the, for this creature. Um, but um, you know, like yeah. So, but, but I, I you can tell his, he's gotten he's brought them downstairs now because he goes down to the basement. Then they come downstairs to sit. I don't. Well, I think he went down. I don't know. But they come downstairs I, and he's watching them, and um, they've just unwrapped a load of Christmas presents and no one's bothered because Gizmo's playing a trumpet. And I don't of, know if it's Gizmo. I don't think that's Gizmo. I think that's another one. That's just a random one. No, Gizmo. Was, I don't think... Gizmo was playing the trumpet, and the other. Oh, five, was that Gizmo? Yeah, the oh, other five okay. were um, around that arcade, that little mini arcade machine that wasn't an arcade machine because they're like their little gang, aren't they? Because he said the others aren't like Gizmo. Stripe seems to be the leader, and then Stripe spits, spits oh, a massive yes. great wadge of fucking lung butter at him. <laughs> Gobs all over the. That, that that makes more sense because I wasn't sure if that was the the one that's playing the trumpet was actually just another one or another random one. But actually, yeah, you it makes more sense now because he spits at him, doesn't he? So, yeah. um, was it like they're playing a little donk, Donkey Kong arcade or something? Yeah. Um, although on closer inspection, it is just something that flashes red, green, and blue. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's bedtime now, and um, they're all asleep. So Giz sleeps with Billy now, but the is there six of them? I think there's five. Five, five. Yeah. They've all gone, got their own <clears throat> little bed and they're all sleeping together. Yeah, in a box, essentially. Keeps them in a box. <laughs> yeah. Let's Gizmo basically sab the entire bed. Yeah. No wonder they wanted to kill him. They were yeah. all jealous of him. Exactly. Um, anyway, you can hear the dog howling. So Billy gets up and what is it Stripe or one of them? Sort of oh, like. Yeah, I think it's just one of them. I don't think it's Stripe, but one of them, yeah, it sort of opens his eyes and sort of looks looks suspiciously that's the only way I evil side kind of like, yeah evil little glint little yeah. s- sort of smile on his face like a, a little a little snigger yeah and then you discover that barney has been tied up with fucking christmas lights outside <laughs> how did that happen i, I mean know. these things these things are what are probably about a foot tall yeah, if, if that if that i mean barney <laughs> if he wanted to could just bite one of them maul them yeah. you know yeah just uh, it would i mean he seems like a nice friendly dog but then saying that he attacked mrs fucking deagle so um you know he and he's bigger and he's heavy yeah. but he's, they've strung him up with these lights <laughs> how i don't know <laughs> but i mean anyway so um they just assume that it's um mrs deagle who's done what? it what, um, what time is this this has got to be like what what one like two three in the morning Late, late at night, yeah, yeah. early morning, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Go to the kitchen, and that's when you know Billy's drying Barney off after being strung up. And this is when, you, yeah, this is when you see Rand with his stupid fucking hammer and fly swatter. It's just <laughs> it's like meant- they've been woken up because there's something traumatic happened, and he's automatically like, oh, "I'll just, uh, I'll just turn these inventions on to make sure they do something." Yeah, I mean, like I said, the one is a hammer. That you press a button and it's like a pneumatic hammer, yeah. um, which I suppose in theory is not a good idea. But why would you ever? Uh, anyway, yeah. then um, the fly swatter. What? <laughs> the, the, it's attached to a drill. How? What? I mean, anyway. that's never getting sold because it's not very safe, is it? To have a no four no. fucking fly swatters. It's basically a propeller. You can shred yeah. a child with it. <laughs> Uh, and he's they're, they're having some coffee, which then doesn't work. It just <laughs> comes out like sludge. Shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, Billy's taking Gizmo to school um, to this uh, scientist. That's not uh, Gizmo, is it? It's, it's one of teacher. the teacher. 
Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, but it's um, he's 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 a he's like a science teacher, isn't he? He's not a scientist as such. He's yeah. just. I think he's just a high school teacher. Yeah, I think he's just the biology teacher. I think that. That's um, all, that's and all he so. Is. They they get a pipette uh, and they drop a little. They put a droplet of water on, so only one pops off this time. Um, and uh, so the see, I thought it was Gizmo that they took, but anyway, they, it's well, no, cause they're because no, they're knocking. They're friendly to each other through the box, aren't they? The two Mogwais, uh, sort of. right? Whereas you know, right. that one would probably try and rip Gizmo's head off. Right, gotcha. Okay, so um, but so the the, the teacher keeps one of them to, and then to run some tests. Yeah. Um, so and then Billy's at the bar and Mr. Footman's drunk, uh, and Katie's locking up at night. And you know, again, he makes comments uh, about foreigners putting gremlins in the machines, which <laughs> yeah. ma- makes them break. Um, so yeah, and then um, it just I mean, going back to one of the segments in the Twilight Zone movie. You 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 mentioned you haven't seen it but there's one segment which stars John Lithgow and he's on an aeroplane I and I have seen part of that one yeah is there, there's yeah. something crawling around on the wing of the engine and whatnot outside and it's destroying the plane and I think that's kind of like a, a gremlin that only he can see uh, but I, anyway I don't think that section was directed by Joe Dante but still uh, so then anyway they now walking through the the town they, to go home Billy and Kate and carol singers yes i've never understood fucking carol singers no where what 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 is i mean trick or treaters you get some random person knocking on your door asking for sweets it's wasn't it more of an american thing it's come over to the uk i get that yeah but carol singers no i, Ca- I mean how, how how embarrassing you know somebody knocking on your door in the evening let me sing to you let me sing you a song i'm just a random stranger it's got to be something that only ever happens in like little quaints of like you know like kind of towns like yeah. this. I mean, you it, know, you say quaint. I mean, the, the house that the carolers are singing outside of is a fucking mansion. Yeah, massive, great thing. Yeah, and uh, Billy and Kate walk past that lovely postcardy moment, and they, they talk. They talk about Christmas and whatnot. And <laughs> Kate, turns out Kate doesn't like Christmas very much because uh, she was used the lines. Yeah, some. Oh, because uh, Billy says, I thought everyone was happy during the holiday season. And Kate's like, no, while some people are opening up presents, other people are opening up their wrists. <laughs> I made a note of that. And I was like, what the fuck? Because that is like, I, I rewound it. Because what I was like, I, I must admit, the first time I watched it with the kids, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah. Um. So, but the second time I watched it, because the first I didn't make any notes when I watched it with the kids. But the second time when I watched it making notes, I was like, she just say opening up their wrists. <laughs> it's like shit. She did. Wow. Fucking hell. That's a bit full on. Like, oh, that's um, why you're single. <laughs> yeah. A bit. A bit dark, but still. Um. So she gets a bit pissy at him because you know, like she says, you know, if you say you don't celebrate certain holidays, nobody cares. But as soon as you mention you don't like Christmas, then people think you're crazy. But yeah, like, uh, you're, like you're a leper. Yes. Um. Anyway doesn't stop him from asking her out. No, he, and... he quickly changes subject and awkwardly asks her out for a date, um, which I'm thinking, crikey, the signs she's been giving you, this hasn't just happened overnight, and this is the, you know, you've only just decided to ask her. I mean, you're never leaving, well, it seems like you're never going to leave this town. Mm. She probably thinks she's never going to leave this town. It's either you and Gerald. Gerald's just a dick. You're pretty much guaranteed. 
Yeah, she's yeah. Set, she's settled for you, Billy Peltzer. So yes, get in there, son. Yeah, um, and it does. It kind of reminds me of the relationship. Um, you know, again from um, It's a Wonderful Life. You know, kind of these, the, the all these two peak people that live in the same town. Uh, although one of them wants to leave, but you know, anyway, they fall in love. But still, that's another story. Um, then, um, so back to the school. The scientist he takes a bit of blood from yeah. this mogwai and um then uh back to billy's house and they're both watching invasion of the body snatchers on tv yep. um and the other mogwai all want feeding they're all going crazy um and he checks the clock and it's what about 20 to 12 or something yeah, like that 11 35 11 40 yeah i mean I, even then i'd still be thinking mm, that's quitting a bit fine yeah. i don't think i'd no, have your breakfast. You yeah. shouldn't eat that late at night anyway. You get fucking indigestion. Yeah, you don't, um, shut up. You know. I'm going to close that box and there'll be no air holes in it. <laughs> so, um, but he does. He, get, he goes downstairs and gets a plate full of chicken. That's, um, that's, this is, again, this is Mrs. Peltz's insane cookery. We've already seen her chop 500 kilos of onions. Their spare chicken uh, consists of about 14 drumsticks. Yeah. Um which they completely devour, yeah. and um, it's all close up. It's all a bit grim because it's all slightly sticky. Yes, um, and and you kind of cut between back and forth between the the uh, the teacher who's eating a sandwich again at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, well, I'll be honest. I don't know why. When I was younger, there's something about the way that when the teacher eats his sandwich, it just looks like really nice soft bread. Mm, and, yeah, and then his crisps just sound really tasty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it always used to make me hungry when I watched that. There's bit. A, well, actually, the scene later on where he's got the chocolate bar and he's trying to yeah. entice the gremlin out. I was thinking, oh, I'd love a fucking <laughs> Snickers, right? <laughs> it's something about the way that it crinkles the yeah. wrapper does. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, the uh, he, he's tired, so he goes away, but he leaves his sandwich out. He leaves yeah. a half-eaten sandwich on the table. I what are you doing? Wrap it up, put it in the fridge if you really want it. But yeah, he leaves yeah. it, and it, it's on a like tin foil, but it's within the grasp of the of the mogwai. So that you know, that's when the, you hear that mogwai say "yum," or "yum, yeah, yum." Um, and, uh, yeah, snaffles it. Yeah, and uh, so still got the same time on Billy's clock yeah um because he offers giz some um chicken but he doesn't want any because you know maybe giz he's just not hungry or he realizes it's after midnight yeah Yeah. um and so uh then they fall asleep and they wake up to discover these manky uh, (laughs) cocoons yeah they they, they look like alien eggs don't they they're horrible yeah they're all yeah the shapes are all weird and they look yeah chambery and and horrible and the ridges and there's webbing and there's all sorts of like slimy grey manky shit they I mean yeah and they think fuck me they popped up quickly didn't they I mean Jesus Um, and he then discovers he shows his mom discovers that the clock because like she goes through the rules whatever and uh, he says no no I didn't feed them after midnight but then he discovers that his clock has been sabotaged um, and they they ripped the plug off it so it stopped working and he says what's going on here and it's like you haven't realised they're intelligent yet you haven't realised that as a species (laughs) they're intelligent Gizmo's intelligent and these lot are mischievous yeah although I am wondering if Gizmo knew it was after 12, and that's why he rejected the chicken. Why didn't he warn Billy not to feed them? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
but uh, anyway, so then the the school that's got a cocoon and they're cutting it out because it's it's you know massive and it's sort of they can't get it out the uh, the cage that it was in. Yeah. Mum is at home and she's making gingerbread men. It's like she's cooking constantly. <laughs> and again, uh, she's making about sixty. <laughs> no and, wonder uh, Mister Pelter's quite rotund. <laughs> but he's never there. Is but anyway, that's so. <laughs> She goes to answer the phone because the dad's calling, but she's got like a little remote and she speaks into it. Clearly, it doesn't fucking work. Um, and he's at this convention and you've got Steven Spielberg riding around yeah. on a little bike, like a Sinclair C5 type thing. And he's like, um, like uh, H.G. Wells' time machine in the background. Oh, I missed that. But the, the robot, is it from Forbidden Planet? Yes, yeah. Robbie the Robot. Yeah, uh, that's around. So, and he's, yeah... Um, and then at the bank again, Mrs. Deagle pushes to the front, um, and I, I don't think she she wants anything particular. She just says asks about the dog, doesn't she? She's yeah. just menacing, you know. She's just been a twat. Um, and then at the school, now this is Christmas Eve, right? Yes. This this so it's Christmas Eve. The kids are at school. They're le- they're learning about biology or something. Yeah. They're learning about hearts yeah. from different creatures and different animals. Well, it's school during um, the eighties, isn't it? You had to work right up to work. You had to go to school right up to Christmas back then. You didn't get like eight weeks off before Christmas, like these molly coddled ponces who are children. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then um, you see the cocoons breaking open, and um, Gizmo's hiding in his crash helmet. <laughs> This fucking teacher, right, he stated to Pete and Billy when they were cutting it out of the cage, he's going through changes, lots of changes, a full metamorphosis. We don't know what this is. So he keeps it. He has no idea how long it's going to be in there for. So he just keeps it under a, under a cardboard box in a class full of children. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it just so happens that this box falls onto the floor uh, as the school, the class is dismissed. Um, and the so the, the the teacher calls Billy because he realises that it's, it's opened up now. Yeah. It's hatched, that's even better word. Um, and then uh, the teacher goes back into the class and he's a bit startled because there's a bit of sort of um, cat and mouse going on because the projector's stopped working, then it starts working again. There's a, you know, there's something qu- clearly not right with what's going on. Yeah. And he's got this chocolate bar and he's trying to entice the, yeah. the, the, um, the, the, the creature, whatever it is, because you don't see it at this point. No, but you hear its feet slapping against the floor, which doesn't sound particularly friendly. And when you, you know, Mogwai, you know, they're, they're all like high pitched. And then all he hears is this. It's like, well, that doesn't sound like it's nice. Yeah. And so he puts the his hand under the desk he realizes where the the thing's gone gets the just the now the thing this is the other thing see right now me personally i wouldn't put my hand under a desk where i couldn't see what was underneath it no you'd put the you put the chocolate bar on the outside perhaps and then you'd step back and you'd be like right if you want it i can see at least see you go to grab it or i can see a little bit of something there um uh, but anyway he does he puts his fucking hand under and then he's like oh oh there you go fella ah yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> i mean uh, having heard that reptilian-esque voice say something yeah i'm i'm, I'm turning the lights on i'm turning the fucking mm. lights on because i'm hoping <laughs> that it's it doesn't like bright light and uh and i'm, and I'm getting something heavy because it's sound friendly <laughs> That's the other thing as well. He doesn't tell the teacher the the rules, does he? Because you'd take a torch in there or something. You'd you know you'd have yeah. 
you'd have something. I mean, maybe he still thinks it's a cute little creature or whatever, but even so, you'd, you're not sure. It like a cute creature. No, you're not sure. So you'd take some kind of defence or something to, you know, uh, even put a glove on or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, anyway, so then um, Billy walks into the class uh, to discover the teacher's dead with a syringe sticking out of his ass, yeah. which is like revenge from the the time that he got stabbed by the teacher. Yeah, so you know, why why is there deadly things in within reach of children that can kill people in syringes? Or See, does the gremlin have a very good understanding of, of human physiology and biology and what chemicals he needs to inject him with? See, I think that he killed the teacher separately and then he was dead and then he just stuck the needle in his ass just uh, right. for fun, you know, just because to get revenge on him. Yeah, just makes, like, makes sense. I've never thought of that. I'm um, yeah, and so anyway, then he uh, he goes to the phone uh, to phone somebody and the gremlin hand reaches up and scratches it uh, and then he gets an apple, which yeah. he doesn't like, um, and then he eats... A, Test a, tubes. Test tube, <laughs> which which apparently really he, tasty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he breaks into this vent. Billy chases after it. There's absolutely no other fucker in this school. Yeah. There's no other teachers. There's no nobody. There's nothing. No one walking around. There's no way I'm chasing it either. It's like no, I'm. I'm this thing's. I've got marks on my hand, so I can see that it can hurt me. And I've just not. I've just found out that it likes eating glass. And it's killed someone. Yeah, I'm out. Um, of yeah, uh, but anyway, Billy goes after it and it starts terrorising Billy um, a little bit and and whatever. Um, and then Mom, back at his house, Mom hears this noise um, and they start now um, torturing Gizmo. Yeah. Uh, they got and, and, and So they've got him up on a dartboard and they start, they throw darts at him. Yeah. Um, at this point, my children started crying. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, particularly my youngest, and um, but then so the mo- <laughs> I mean this whole scene's actually quite traumatic. The mom gets a knife, goes upstairs. Um, they throw Gizmo down a laundry chute. You yeah. know it's the whole Gizmo caca. Um, and then uh, the phone rings. It's Billy who tells her to get out of the house as soon as she can. Um, and then we get- and phone caca. Yes, a, n- a nice little nod to uh, ET. Uh, and then. The, the mom goes downstairs because she hears the music playing, so she's a bit spooked. Um, and then she's, she sees a gremlin who's just eating a gingerbread man. Yep. Um, and he's then hanging around by the blender. And Now, this is the thing, see? Because I thought, right, I mean, they are dangerous. We know that. But, you know, and, she, and they don't look friendly. But she's the one that drew first blood. Oh, you know, she's... She, she, I, like, I love her. Rambo, mum. She don't give a fuck now. It's like... Is she annoyed that they made a mess in the loft? Is she annoyed that they're eating her gingerbread? She just doesn't like the look of them. She, th- at that moment, she just thought, I'm fucking having them. It's probably all this pent-up aggression. <laughs> a shit husband. From having a shit husband who's a frigging failure to thinking, I'm going to fucking kill someone. <laughs> she never actually sees a gremlin. She just sees a tiny version of her husband leaning with his head in one of, her, one of his own inventions. Yeah, uh, so she turns the blender on, which, uh, you know, is a bit messy. Um, <laughs> and then, and so another gremlin starts throwing stuff at her, and she stabs the shit out well, of him. I, I love the fact she pulls up that little fold-up table and uses it like a shield. She's like a yes. fucking Dark Souls character. 
Very clever. All the stuff away and he just stabs the fuck out of it. Savage. Um, and then she um, sprays another one in the face with some, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, his bug spray or something, sticks him in the microwave and watches him pop. I know. It's amazing. Uh, I fucking love um, it. It's a great, it's a great two minutes where it's just like, yeah, yeah mum, mum's just going, she's, she's having she, all that aggression. Because yes, it's kind of um, almost runs out after that because she gets done a bit. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, you're all dead. She don't fuck yeah. around. Well, she gets two knives now. So she's got a bit of bloodlust and she sees this uh, wriggling in a stocking over the fire, which um, she slashes it. And she's got a good slashing action yeah. as well. Um, Don't she and it turns out it. It's not a gremlin. It's full of walnuts, a toy robot and a zoid. Who's the fucking toy robot for? There's I no was kid. thinking that, yeah, like Zoid. Like that's a that's the cheaper end of the Zoid market. I used to collect Zoids when I was very young. Um, yeah, yeah, that's not a complicated model. Is that are they Billy's Christmas presents? Oh, you got a Mogwai, a Zoid, and a small plastic robot. Yeah, and so it's like, who is who are these kid toy, kids' toys for? But still, um, then well, she gets... we've seen we've seen Ran Ran follow that Chinese boy downstairs. <laughs> She um she gets um no it so sounds very crude I hate to say it, I'm sorry but uh, I she gets raped by the Christmas tree um, <laughs> <laughs> because or an attempted rape I yeah. should say because the tree there's gremlins in the tree which falls on top of her and she's screaming and flailing and whatever and then um the the they flip flip her over and start strangling her. Yeah, trying to um, rotter from behind, aren't they? I know. And then Billy uh, comes in with the sword because it falls off the wall. Um, and then he chops the head off, goes, which then goes into, into the, the fire, fire. <laughs> and it's still screaming when it's burning. <laughs> so again, it's like this whole five minute segment or whatever you want to say is just this is pretty full on. Yeah. Um, and then though it's puppets but it's still pretty gooey and gruey and it's you know i i, I mean my like i said my kids watched it they haven't had nightmares over it particularly um but it, it is it did make me think oh shit you know yeah. um uh, but she does she kills all of them except for uh, well he kills one of them yeah. but uh, except for stripe who escapes mm. um blows his and... nose on a curtain and then fucks off out the window. <laughs> Um, so then Billy drops off mom at one of the neighbours who happens to be a doctor um, and uh, he he grabs Gizmo uh, from the chute and he follows Stripe's footprints in the snow Uh, turns out he's gone to the the YMCA yeah how does snow work in the in the Mogwai universe (laughs) I I don't know why why water makes them multiply snow Uh... is water so they're covered in snow as soon as they go inside, that snow's melting if it's still in a flake state. Then they've got water on them. Why are they not just mold? Why, why does Stripe not escape outside and then land in the snow and then just spend the rest of its life in agony as it constantly gives birth until there's no snow left? Yeah, or he could just do like snow angels and it would just pop all, pop all off him, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe it's got to be proper liquid form water as opposed to icy water that's, i don't that's know very complicated biology there but never mind um but yeah and so anyway um uh, billy goes into this ymca which is like a, a sports center almost yeah. it's got it's got a swimming pool in it or something hasn't it you know yeah. um and uh so it scratches billy 
before because it knocks him over, doesn't it? And then yeah. he he just he runs back and scratches him on the chest. They like a good scratch, don't they? Yeah. Um, and then so he jumps in the pool, and it's quite comical how he jumps in the pool because he sort of like you know does he proper like a dive, but he's holding yeah. his nose, um, and then. The whole thing just starts to erupt and bubble and... Smoke um, and lights and all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah, it's not just a little bit of water now. It's full-on fucking, you know... um, Because I think we've established, haven't we? If you put one drop of water on, you only get one. If you put drop a little glass of water on them, you get half a dozen. But if it's a full-on full, full on swimming pool, I mean, it's just like... You get a lot. You, you get a lot. Um, So... Uh, Billy goes to the police. They don't believe him, clearly, you know, because why would you? Um, and you get a nice little stop-motion shot of all these gremlins coming into town to yeah. cause a bit of havoc, which uh, is quite nice. Um, and the, uh, Mr. Footman's watching his TV, and his wife is really cheerful. She like, is, isn't she? I mean, how married to Mr. Footman, I don't know, because he's just uh, angry, miserable, xenomorphic, as you like to say. <laughs> I was going to say that grumpy old bastard who just sits there in his in his, in his lazy boy chair about one foot away from the television screen, just just laid back. You know, you know, he walks in from his hard days doing nothing or his hard day mm. down the pub. He sits in that chair and everything just gets brought to him, doesn't it? Beer, food, anything he wants. Mm. That's his entire life is just to be a lazy twat. Because he's got any thing. He's right. His chair, his centre. Is yeah. central to the TV, so it's like she's just sat behind him, even you know, uh, to the side, uh, so she can't even get like a prop. Because when he he goes off to fix the TV, because it starts getting the reception's all fucked on it, and you, you discover that the gremlins are swinging off the aerial. Oh, he's, he's, um, he's really annoyed because it, it it retunes itself when there's something foreign on. Oh he, yeah, yeah, like, foreign. <laughs> yeah. But she's happy that he does fuck off outside because yeah. it's like, oh shit, I can sit in the chair, I yeah. can watch the TV that doesn't work. I can eat some uh, of his snacks. Yeah. Um and so he hears a noise from his garage. Um and then the the, the, the gremlins are driving the plough yeah. to attack him. Which is the full time the first time that you hear the full on score from Jerry yeah. Goldsmith, the sort of you know, the you know, which is kind of, you know, you associate with gremlins with that. Yeah. Set that song, don't you? It sounds um, very much like it was made on a slightly more expensive version of Billy's Casio keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it drives into the house, into them. Now, it I always assume... that they died, doesn't it? Th- th- yeah. Always assume that they were, they were killed. Yeah. Because, you know, it's you get a close-up of their faces, like, screaming, going, yeah. ah! And you, you, get all... the, you get the gremlins in the front laughing as they do it, and then they all jolt because they've just hit them. Yeah. Like the so, only thing that stopped their their plow are the dead footman's bodies. So you, it, it, I must admit, it was a bit of a surprise having watched the second one recently, yeah. thinking, "Oh shit, they were alive then." Yeah, um, I was always shocked that they turned up. In fact, I was shocked from the moment that cause I, I no, 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 I'll shut up. If we ever do it, I'll, I'll mention that as well. Mm. Um, and so then you know the whole this whole section that next is basically the gremlins just fucking around and yeah. doing stuff isn't it so you know you, they're uh this guy's posting letters it's a uh, vicar the... no less oh is it a yeah, vicar the vicar posts that, uh... the letters and, the, and then you the, 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 i don't know how the gremlins got in the the post box because surely they can't fit through the slot but never mind and it spits the letters back out 
and he's looking a bit confused. Then Anderson turns up and he's like, oh, hey there, Anderson. You're going to post a little letter there? And he's like, yeah. So Anderson posts his, his letter through and then the gremlin grabs his hand and I'm assuming he's eating his hand. Mm, and yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, nice one, Vicar, you bastard. That's hardly what a man of the cloth does. Yeah. Well, um, uh, <laughs> and there's one of them playing with some street signs, uh, changing the, the lights from green to red or whatever. And except there's no cars driving whatsoever. <laughs> no. But it's implied that there is, a, there is a crash because, uh, you know, you hear it, um, yeah. although you don't see it. Um, and then back in the police station and they start to get calls from the, the residents in the town that stuff's happening, which then makes them think, oh, shit, maybe he was telling the truth. Um and you get to see Mrs. Deagle without her wig. Yep. Um, yeah, and you, she... you see Stripe first. It's Stripe outside and he looks at looks at the side. He's like, Deagle, 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 Deagle. Deagle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- turns out Mrs. Deagle's a they, man. They can old... read as well. Yeah, that, can they that, read? That's a very good point. How can they read a language? That, that yeah. <laughs> turns out Mrs. Deagle's just a mad old cat lady. Yeah. she's got, And she's, you know, she's a sad old uh, woman who's got this Stanner stair lift, uh, and um, she she hears carolers singing outside, yeah. um, which turns out to be gremlins. Yeah. Well, she, uh, she says she's all lovely to her cats, like oh hello, darling, fawning over them. Here's the carolers, and she says carolers. I hate Christmas carolers. She goes to throw water on them, and it's gremlins. Yeah, they're singing the gremlins theme tune as their carol, <laughs> which is weird. And I'm also at this point. I'm asking, where do they? Where have they suddenly got gremlin-sized clothes from? Well, I wrote that exact note, but it was further down because I was thinking to myself, where the hell did they get all of these clothes that pretty much exactly fit them? Because they they aren't kids' clothes. No, you don't buy a kid's fucking balaclava. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you don't buy. <laughs> you don't buy kids trilbies. No. You know, it's just like, well, where do they get all these? Unless they've got a store that, that caters for well, midgets that's, that's, or something. That's what I was say. Old or old Gunther's Gremlin Clothes House. He's never sold a thing in his life. He's just thinking, oh, one day I'll get gremlins and they'll, I'll, they'll buy clothes off me. Never made a penny. Suddenly he's rolling in it tonight because all the yeah. gremlins are going to bought everything. Yeah, um, and so they tamper with the stair lift, and uh, then it shoots her out the window, which uh, is <laughs> it, you know. I loved it. I loved that bit when I was little. It's a nice payoff because she's yeah. such a horrible old bastard. Um, <laughs> and um, I still find the, it funny. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cops. Uh, I think it's just the picture as well, though, like because there's a they, she's got portraits that <laughs> are hanging up on the way up, didn't she? Yeah, but it's like the eyes are looking at her as she's going <laughs> up. It, it, I mean, that's a fucking odd picture you'd have hanging up because it's just, yeah. it's, it, it's not anyway. Um, so the, um, the, the, the two cops, the sheriff and the deputy, see this happening, uh, and uh, you know they start panicking. Yeah. They see Father Christmas, who's been attacked by gremlins. Um, one of the gremlins pulls the brake cables on the car, um, and you see a little bit. I think this is the. Uh, you don't see Pete after this, no, do you? It's I the, think it's the, it's the last Pete scene. But he's in his bedroom and he's he's fighting them off with a catapult and he cuts a wire that they're swinging off at one point and uh, then the cop car crashes. There's general carnage. Yeah. Um, Billy's car happens to work. Uh, the radio presenter gets attacked on air, uh, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, and then you go back to the dad, who's kind of like, well, 
he's he's obviously struck out of luck at this convention um, because he's on his way home. Yeah. He stops at a gas station. Well, he's trying to phone uh, home, isn't he? But he can't get through, obviously, because the line's dead because the gremlin's knackered it. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he sells... I mean, yeah, because there's a fella in there who's got about 700 cigarette butts in his ashtray. You know, he just put, uh, puts one about, out yeah. and just lights one straight up again. <laughs> yeah, chain smoking, yeah. And would um, you believe yeah. it? He's taken one bag in the shop with him and it happens to contain the Peltzer smokeless ashtray. Yeah, which I must admit, my nan used to have one of those because it's <laughs> like, it. she used to have an ashtray which was like this silver dome and you would press on the top of it and it would open up a little slot, a little compartment, yeah. which you would put either your fag butts in, uh, cigarette butts for our non-American listeners. Uh, 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 fag butts over there something <laughs> <totally> different. <laughs> or for our American listeners, I should say. Yeah. Um, but it would. And so I suppose it would be a nice little compartment to keep your cigarette ends in um, or your ash, you know. Yeah. But uh, he describes it as the smokeless ashtray yeah. or something doesn't he um i mean the thing is you'd stub out your cigarette anyway wouldn't you you wouldn't just put it in there and just leave it to burn no till the till the the um the filter would you and if it was a sealed unit it wouldn't burn because eventually it'd run out of oxygen in there oxygen yeah, yeah. so anyway th- there's a little payoff to that shortly afterwards but um then you're at this bar with all the gremlins because you haven't seen kate for a while yeah and they're trashing the joints. There's like it's kind of a bit more, almost like a training montage to a certain degree yeah. of what they're doing. It's there's just, a, there's yeah, loads of little carnage, skits. Yeah, yeah, loads of little skits and things happening. But Kate's serving them. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? She's serving them beer. She's giving them popcorn. She's lighting their cigarettes. Why is she doing all of this? I, don't I mean, know. I, I it, used to love this scene when I when I was like eight or whatever. Oh yeah! Oh I mean, yeah! It, it's 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 just funny, isn't it? They're smoking. They're playing a Star Wars arcade cabinet. They're sort of singing. They're gambling. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a weird Jack Daniels gremlin who's just there's, there's... sat on his own, breathing heavily. <laughs> there's a there's a one that flashes her. Yeah. There's a trans gremlin, uh, yeah. which is next yeah. to Stripe. Why why is that? Uh, why is there a woman? There's, there's... There's no women gremlins at this point, but yeah, there's one wearing lipstick that is apparently like his uh, his dame. Is is doll? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he shoots one of the gremlins. Um, there's a break dancing gremlin. Uh, yeah, playing croquet on a pool table. It's just yeah. There's there's swinging from the the lights. There's all sorts going on, and. Um, so, but she discovers that they don't like bright light because, like I said, she goes to light a cigarette for one of them um, and he backs off. So then she gets a Polaroid camera. I mean, Polaroids must have been really popular back then. Yeah. Um, and she starts flashing at them um, and she's uh, one of them's wearing a balaclava and points a gun at her. Yeah, I call that but... terrorist gremlin. <laughs> yeah, one of these gremlins that you get on, like, say, um, oh, light gun games. What the fuck was it? What was the one with the Magnum? Uh, lethal enforcers yeah uh you know just like wearing a bank robber wearing a balaclava um anyway then billy saves her because he drives his car his lights shine into the, the bar which makes means that she can escape but then it breaks down because yeah. it's a shit car uh and then um they run into the bank there's nobody in the bank it's completely abandoned there's nothing happening there which is then when she tells him the story of why she hates christmas <laughs> yeah which is a bit upsetting for the kids i have to say 
Um, I don't think they paid too much attention well, no, the, to it. The story itself, and then there's the fact that she ends with that's when I found out there was no no Santa Claus. Yes. Um, long story short, her dad wanted to surprise them by dressing up as Santa Claus and coming down the chimney. Yeah. Um, fell, broke his neck. They discovered him a few days later. Because of the smell. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, Mind you, you've got a question. The dad's a bit of a dick. I mean... By all means, dress up as Father Christmas, but don't actually think you can climb onto your roof and climb down a chimney. Yeah, I think he must have had a bit of a drink problem because yeah. you wouldn't logically think that through and think, this is a really good idea, this will be awesome. Um, I mean, they, they should be happy. Really, she should be happy that she didn't find him a couple of days later because surely if it had been a couple more days, then you know all of that uh, all of that fecal matter that was in his body would have started to seep outwards out of his relaxed anus. Mm. And all of the the, the juices from yeah. his body would have started to run. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain that one to the kids. Um, so anyway, uh, then um, they go out, and it's just really quiet. There's all the gremlins have disappeared. There's just it, you know, it's the calm after the storm, I guess you want to say. Um, and then they discover that they're at the local cinema. Um, fucking about generally uh, yeah. but then they happen to get one of the projector reels playing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs yeah. um, and they're loving it yeah. uh, and this is where I wrote where did they get their clothes yeah, you know got, where do they get their clothes and how do they know the how do they know the tune and the the lyrics to Hi Ho and how does Gizmo know it because he's in the lobby yeah. with Billy and he he even hums along to it yeah. I don't know because it starts off you get the Hi Ho and then, but then they all start smiling, and straight away they join in with "Hi ho, hi ho," because some of them can speak better than other ones. But it's it, yeah, it's madness. But yeah, how do they know? How do they know what Snow White is? Mm. Um, but so Kate, Billy, and Gizmo sneak into the boiler room. How does Kate uh, know where the boiler room in the cinema <laughs> is? Maybe she fucking worked there she as well. Works everywhere else, didn't she? Uh, so, but uh, but Stripe. He's got no food left, yeah. so he goes to the lobby to get some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Yum, <laughs> yum. And, but he's he does yum. Yeah. He spot he sees the sweet shop across the road, so he uh, manages to get out. Billy sets off the gas line, it's a starts fuck, a little fire. It's a fucking risky plan. That it's very risky. I've, let, I've, um, yeah, I've got all this gas going in the room. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty no having. You know, I know. Billy's thinking, I've never done this before, but I'm pretty sure I'll have a rough idea of how, how far away I've got to be and how long a piece of paper I've got to leave to burn as the gas builds up in the room to let me and Kate get far enough away. Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, so then um, the the reel on the projector happens to run out just as they're walking past the screen. So they see, the gremlins see the shape and outline of Kate and Billy so they give chase uh, and then uh, they manage to escape the whole thing blows up the cinema blows up and it kills all of the gremlins which are inside um, now I, I must admit at this point I, okay so fair enough they're all there apart from Stripe what about the one that was in the school because unless he met up with them afterwards yeah that's a fair point I, did, I, I think I always assumed that, that, that when he when he ripped his way through the ventilation system Maybe he had like a gremlin radar on there or something. <coughs> Maybe he was like second in command because Stripe was one of the original batch. School gremlin was, you know, 
he was fuck. No, no, I'm talking shit. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Stripe um, sees the 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 cinema blow up. Um, they chase after him, um, and it's like it's a department store, isn't Why it? Is you know, Kingston it, Falls got a massive department store. It, it's it's pretty big, um, and so and Stripe's on a skateboard at this point. Yeah. He can skateboard. He can skateboard uh, while just going yum 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 yum. <laughs> Even though he's like a, a day old, um, <laughs> and he can read, he can skateboard, yeah. uh, but still, and then he can shoot guns. Um, <laughs> so, but um, Billy and Kate, they kind of they move they break up at this point not you know in terms of like relationship wise but but they 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 split up yeah they split up they have a kiss uh first kiss i'm guessing because kate goes with giz to the control room to find out where the lights are um and again it's like she would know where all of this is um and billy goes off to get stripe picks up a baseball bat yeah um and then stripe Sorry, Billy's walking around like where all the TVs are, um, and Stripe appears on the TV because there's a little camera next door, and because he, goes, he understands cameras, and he goes Billy, um, and he uh, he so Bill, uh, Bill smashes the the TV, um, and I'm sure as he's walking past. There is an eat. There's a cartridge, an Atari cartridge. I couldn't exactly see what it was, but I'm guessing it was an ET cartridge. Probably was yeah. Um, uh, at this point, so but uh, yeah. So then, um, he's just basically attacking Bill with different things, isn't he? Yeah. Throws little buzz saws at him. Um, <laughs> he's got a hell of a circular... throw him, to be honest. <laughs> He throws circular saws at him. Uh, he's then riding a little trike. <laughs> yeah. He escapes on awesome. a trike. Kate's still there. She's just flipping every switch going. She manages to start the fountain because there's a fountain yes. in the garden department. Um, yeah. Uh, and then um, he gets a crossbow, shoots Bill in the eye. Oh, oh, no, before that, yeah. he shoots. Oh, before um, that, Gizmo's fucked off as well. While Kate's doing all the switching, Gizmo gets out, gets out of the bag. And goes onto the shop floor. This is where you see the worst gizmo model. When it's crawling across the floor. Oh, it's scuttling. Yeah, yeah scuttling. Yeah. It's like, it looks proper plastic and shit. In fact, I always thought, well, I didn't always think, so I don't think it now. But for a while I thought, why is there, I thought, why is there a, why is there a toy of gizmo in the Gremlins film? Because it seems mm. like a real cheap little shitty version. But, but no, it's making gizmo noises. So I think that's, I must have had to knock that one up pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, and uh, so they've got one of these baseball machines. Yes. Are you asking which, why? Well, yeah, well, I am actually. Yeah, yeah. because it's like, he hits him point blank. Oh. He loads up some baseballs. Oh, it really hurt <laughs> right in the small. <laughs> which would have hurt a lot. Um, but you know, why have they got that in the shop? Where, where are they <laughs> tested? They've got it there. To it's loaded with balls. So I'm assuming it's like, oh, you, you you're thinking of buying a baseball bat, sir? Yeah. If you just stand over there by the saucepans that are about eight foot away from this machine, I'm going to fire balls at you at 100 miles an hour. Doesn't matter if there's any customers behind you, they're just going to get twatted. Uh, yeah. And so um, Billy's a bit prone on the floor. Um, and then Gizmo gets a Barbie car toy. And miraculously, this it's well, I'm guessing it's like a remote control car, yeah, but, but how he's driving it, I have no idea. No, no idea. Don't ask questions. Uh, it just It just does. It just he does, doesn't he? Yeah, because he's recreating this this whole scene that he watched with the TV yeah. and the race car driver. Uh, it's in his head. You can hear the audio of it. Uh, uh, but then, um, uh, so Stripe's got a chainsaw. Yeah, which he, has, he, starts he, yeah, to he has crossbowed Billy in the arm by then, hasn't he? 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, he's, he's cross. He's, he's basically taking apart Billy at this point. Yeah. Uh, so and and he would have killed him had he not had the baseball bat, which is slowly being shredded by this chainsaw. Yeah. Which I suppose in reality it would have just pretty much eaten through that yeah, thing quite quickly, we, wouldn't it? Because we already know that Stripe's got some considerable arm and shoulder strength from how he threw that saw blade. So he should have just yeah put in all his pressure on that on that bat with that chainsaw. Yeah, Billy's head should be in half. Mm. Um, and uh, so anyway, Kate's pressing every button going, everything's coming on, all the lights, every lights are going on apparently, uh, 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 you know, and this startles Stripe. Um, and then he finds the fountain yeah. and some guns. Yeah, we got water, guns. <laughs> Uh, and then the dad happens to pull up yep. uh, outside. The dog runs into the store. Yeah, Barney uses. Um, his, I mean, that's a hell of a sense of smell Barney's got there. It is. It is. Um, and th- but then Stripe starts shooting at Billy, and he climbs onto the fountain. And in this, except this time, instead of like diving into it full on, he just sticks his finger he in it, f- which lights it up. Fingers the fountain, yeah. Which again was that a little nod to you know ET using his finger, yeah, which lights be. up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and so anyway, then um, he starts to like multiply. You got the, all the you know his back starts yeah where bulging. Is, and whereas Gizmo had just these little ripples and they throw out the furry meatballs, he's got like tumors on his back, hasn't he? Like big pustules. Uh, yes, um, but then Gizmo comes along, drives up a, a shovel, um, and uh, does a jump. You think he's well, you don't know if you think he's dead, but he, he definitely smashes into something. Uh, he holds on to a, a blind. Does he hold on to a blind? Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, it's like a blind, isn't it? And it opens it up because when you see Mister Mister Pelter turn back up again, they establish that it's now the sun's coming up. And uh, yeah, Gizmo gets the blind back. Sun hits uh, hits Stripe, who then d- starts to melt disgustingly. It's it's pretty gross. I mean, it it, it just turns into a puddle of goo yeah. um except he, he he has one more gizmo's okay at this point but he does one more little jump scare because i mean his eyes are going all white yeah, and manky, his eyes are white and hideous and dead he's all emaciated and melty he falls into the bottom part of the fountain but all the lights come on then so it's like what is that tattered body trying to multiply or what what's going on here so billy goes up to have a look and the skeleton jumps out at him, and it's got still got the milky eyes in it, sort of. And then it lands on the floor, and then that starts to dissolve. And it, but the thing is, the skeleton's sort of still breathing. And then when it's a puddle, the bubbles still come up it like the puddle is still breathing. Yeah, it it is pretty nasty. Um, and um, so then they're at home. They managed to tidy it up because, I mean, it would have been a bit battered. <laughs> yeah. But still, that's just the mom, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's got to be tidy. Yeah. Um, Uses treating and, it like it's mass hysteria. Yes. Uh, and they're giving Gizmo a thermometer and just looking after him gener- generally. Uh, and then the, the the uncle turns up who didn't want to sell him in the first place. How the f- I mean, unless he was watching the news, how the fuck did he know where he lived? Yeah, no. Unless, he, I suppose, he, he got it from the, 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 the nephew. Well, the, or... How would the nephew know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, still, maybe then, Randy was like, "Hey there, little boy. If uh, thanks for the thanks for the mugwipe, but uh, if you want a bit of extra action, uh, here's my address." <laughs> uh, so then, um, he he takes the uh, he takes Gizmo away from them, puts him back in the box. Yeah. Has, He's a bit has, pissy at pissy them. at the dad, especially, isn't he? 
Yeah, uh, and you know he's oh you mate he's watching TV, mm. uh, which he's annoyed about, and then he also um, speaks Mogwai. Yeah, he's he's speaking to him. Um, so, but then he you know he, he goes over. Everybody's upset, uh, and Billy, you know, he goes over to Billy, and and Gizmo says bye to him. And at this point, my kids are crying. And, uh, yeah, then the dad tries to palm off another fucking smokeless <laughs> ashtray on. <laughs> like, give it up, yeah. for Christ's sake. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that was it. The, the payoff to this was I didn't make a note of the scene because it didn't really do anything because it was ju- just the dad getting into the car after he'd been to the um, the petrol station. Is that as he's leaving, there's just smoke billowing out of this ashtray, yeah. which is supposed to be supposedly the smokeless ashtray. And the bloke is um, coughing like he has got about 20 seconds left on this earth. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a chain smoker. I mean, you'd think he'd be used, yeah. but anyway. It turns out um, the Chinese man, he, he knows, he goes, ah, smokeless ashtray. And he's like, yeah, man at gas station, tried to sell. Latest, yeah. latest revolution in technology. Mm. Mm. Um, so then you get more, a bit more of a voiceover from the dad who says, you know, if, uh, if you happen to have things that break in the house, um, then just be careful because you might have a gremlin in the house or something like that. Um, and there you go. That's the, the the end of the film. It's kind of like a... It looks like a, a matte painting of the town, yeah, doesn't it? I mean, of, as, I mean, as, if you thought any of the other bits looked Christmassy, I mean, it just looks like someone stuck a Christmas card on screen. Yeah, as as the, the old man's walking away. Um, and that's it. That was That's Gremlins. Um, so... It seems it's your pick. What what did you think of it? Does it still hold a special place for you? I mean, like I said, you've watched it lots and lots already. But um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I still loved it. Uh, and I, to be honest, I, f- I was always going to find it hard to be objective. It, in the the very the, the fact of the matter is, you know, I don't, can't re- I can't recall this film word by word, but I knew it. <clears throat> I'd watched it for years, and I still know it just as almost just as well as I did when I was, when I was young. So it's just one of them. No, I'm not saying it's the best film in the world ever, but it's just one of them that must have hit me at the right time in life, and it's just ingrained into my brain. I think so. I still enjoyed it. I asked more questions, but you know, a bit of a piss take here, a bit of a what the fuck there, but it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. And I think I, I, I think I always will enjoy it. So it, it's all it almost feels like a bit of a cheat for me. I didn't think I was gonna hate it, but I, I, still, I still I still really enjoyed it. Mm. So again, I think from my point of view, um, I mean, I, I gave it three. I think I, did I give it three or three out of five? Three, three point five out of five. So similar. To, I mean, you know, it, it, to what I said earlier on, in as much as that I enjoyed it when I watched it, but it's not a film I love. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what yeah, I mean? And it didn't. Conv- it didn't convince me to. Uh, to love it I mean it might be one that the kids may well turn around and say let's put watch Gremlins um, because we've watched it with them and it, so it might have that effect on them uh, as they get older you know they, because they might be in that same frame of mind as, of you as, as like you know where they watch Gremlins at a young age so whereas from my point of view um, it it's a film I enjoy but it's not a film I love yeah. you know what I mean so um, but no I you know it's um it's a fun film. It's it's fun. It's got fun moments in it. It's a bit dark. It's a bit grim. Apparently, some of the original scripts that I read about were going to be even more darker. Like the mom was going to get killed. Fucking hell. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Um, they were going to be the gremlins were actually going to go to a McDonald's restaurant and eat the the people that were (laughs) eating in the restaurant and whatever. So you know, apparently, there's it's got dark undertones, uh, you know, and and um, but no, I I did I I enjoyed it, um, uh, liked but not loved from my point of view. That's fair enough, you know. I think so if they made it now, it would be all, it would all be about the wacky stuff that the gremlins do, but you wouldn't get any scenes of someone of one of them getting stabbed to death or microwaved or anything like that. It'd be no. wacky versions of it rather than well, fuck me, that gremlin's just been cooked to death and actually exploded. Yeah, I think like like you said earlier on, I think you used the minions as a uh, when you described something, and I think that's probably a good description for them. It's like they have been turned into a a U version. Is is the gremlins of today are the minions? Yeah. You know, um, so um, but there you go. Hello, this is Chris with a special little update from my two children. So we sat down and we watched Gremlins the other night, didn't we? Because it's a Christmas film. And I thought, ooh, Gremlins. Gremlins. (laughs) Gremlins. That'll be fun. Uh, And because I hadn't seen it for years, I couldn't remember if it was suitable or not for kids. Which it wasn't. Well, there you go. Anyway, the voice that you've just heard is... Lucy. And sitting next to her, who's a little bit shy, so she may not speak is her younger sister, Sophie, who is five. Lucy, how old are you? Nine. So, first time you guys had watched Gremlins, what did you think of it? It was scary and exciting at the same time. Okay, so what uh, did you think was scary about it? When um, the peep, the little eggs popped out of their backs, it was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cocoons. Oh, the cocoons as well. Yeah, yeah. Was was there any bits that you liked about it? When Gizmo went in the Barbie car. Oh, yeah, at the end. Yeah, that was funny. That was cool, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about what you didn't like then? Uh, when they said Gizmo Kaka, it was really annoying and scary. And can you do a, an impression of what they sound like when they say it? Sophie can. Sophie can, but whether she will or not is another question. Can you just say Gizmo Kaka? She's just shaking her head. Uh, you do it then. You do it? Go on. You do it? I'll do mine and then you can do yours. Fine. Gizmo Kaka! Gizmo Kaka! <laughs> 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 uh, there you go, you can hear Sophie's little voice. Go on, you do it. Go. Because you're the best. Go on, see how you do, do it. it. <laughs> Go on. Can you do it? Gizmo Kaka. Anyway, um, would you watch it again? Uh, yes, I would. Would you watch it again, Sophie? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. We found her voice. Cool. And oh. would you recommend it for uh, kids of your age? Uh, I would re- like I would um do it for like six plus. Was it like eight? Eight. Okay. Well, you're only five. You shouldn't have watched it then. Did it scare you, Sophie? No. No. It did. Well, what bits did you cry at? A couple of bits. Which bits didn't you like? When they nearly killed Gizmo. Well, they they put him on a dartboard, didn't they? And throw darts at him. Yeah. And then what else? Oh, when he had to say goodbye at the end. That was a bit sad. That was really sad. I yeah. cried. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh. Yeah. But 
other than that, we enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah. So there we go. Right. Uh, so that was it. That was that's our little um, kiddies roundup of giz- uh, Gizmo of Kremlins. <laughs> Kremlins. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so there we go before we say goodbye um, are you sure you don't want to say gizmo caca go on you know you want to do it go on <laughs> God, nobody's listening we've stopped recording gizmo caca she knows she's she's pointing at the screen and she can see the 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 the, the v- waves going up and down anyway do you remember when we went to um, McDonald's and he didn't know my dad didn't know what he was going to say, so he said, please can I have a Happy Meal burger? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, sorry. We've gone off on a bit of a tangent then. Anyway, so, right, uh, this was the little um, kiddies bonus roundup. We might do another one at some point in the future. Um, and who are you, Lucy? Do you want to say goodbye? Bye. And Sophie, do you want to say bye? Boo! Okay, well there you are. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, here back to the pod. Cool. There you go. Well, we did have some um, correspondence from listeners, so shall we go through them? It's possibly easier to start at the bottom and work your way up because of just the way it's formatted <coughs> them. So, do you want to take the first yeah, one? I'll take the first one. Uh, it's at Cutty one four two seven or Gareth Cutcliffe. Um, he said, love gremlins as a kid. Billy's mum was a badass when she dispatched the three gremlins in the kitchen in two minutes. The part where she sprays the gremlin into the microwave in the background, you could see the gremlin she knifed, knifed still alive, squirming, pinned to the kitchen worktop. I did not notice yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and we've got the Barkside at the Barkside shop. Uh, yes! Gremlins is the quintessential Christmas movie. I don't eat eat even a crumb after midnight unless drunk in case it transpires that i'm a gremlin true story unless it's those tasty looking sandwiches and, and crisps that Mr. Mr. Has. <laughs> with the soft bread oh, yes very soft bread. um at tony hall tone capone uh, such a long time since i've seen this might have to give it a rewatch before i listen to the podcast there you go. Uh, and we've got Dave at Yellowbug1969. It's a classic. The cinema scene with them all singing along to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is movie gold. Uh, Mr. Alan J. Sanders of the Alan Sanders Show. Um, I remember loving the concept of this movie the first time I saw it in the theatre. It became one of those movies we watched over and over. The practical puppeteering effects were so much fun to watch and still hold up today. Overall, still a fun ride. Uh, and we've got Shawnee Boy uh, at Shawnee Boy. Uh, uh, no, is it at Shawnee something? Anyway, um, he says, "Oh, okay, here I go." The Gremlins and Gizmo in particular are incredible. The cast is all over the place. Phoebe Cates good. Zachary Galligan okay. Hoyt Axton dreadful, but it's all about the critters. Not a favourite for me. It's okay, but would work better as a full horror. Heard about it in school playground before I saw it and was surprised it was considered a family film. It's really mean and nasty, which is why I think it would benefit from being a full-on uh, full on scary movie flick. The daft sequel got the tone right just about B in it. And last but not least, we've got Audio Sprite at the Audio Sprite. The only movie out of all the horror I watched as a kid that freaked me out. Laughing face. Well, there you go. 
So that was Gremlins. Uh, a thumbs up, I think, generally yeah. from both of us, uh, especially from you. And uh, so that that was it. That was our Christmas movie. Now, like I said, there may well be another special bonus Christmas film, uh, but we'll have to sort that out. Yes. And uh, uh, but you'll definitely get this one. Um, so I will be furiously editing away <laughs> at it. Yeah, yeah, we'll be furiously what nowing. <laughs> and uh, get this out in time for Christmas so that people can listen to it hopefully uh, and there may be another one um, but if you do want to check out all of our podcasts and everything that we've got going on if you go to 60mw.co.uk then click on the drop down box all the podcasts there all the different things that we do all the different shows all the reviews that we've written about everything that we've ever watched listened to played you know we've got it all over i think there's over a thousand reviews over there believe it or not um and uh yeah if you go to uh twitter which is at 60 mw podcast then that's where you'll find all of our giveaways and everything else um i'm at dastardly jabby where can they find you i'm at eight mutterings and i think that's it have i missed anything Um... sometimes i miss something don't i no, I don't think I don't think you have. I mean, we, we no, we won't announce the next film yet because we'll, we'll start if we're doing the Christmas one, and then we'll just uh, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll announce next year, next year maybe. Yes, because we do still have got a few in the pipeline, which at this point in recording haven't been released. <laughs> yeah. So it's likely that they will be released at some point in twenty twenty two. Fuck me, it's scary saying that. Um, oh, by the, so by the way, uh, I have a I, I've chosen all of my films next year. Have you? Yeah. Freaking hell! Wow, you're prepared. I haven't. I've still looked down the drop the list of films that we've um, we wrote about what three years now. It's coming up to. Yeah. What is it? It is three years, isn't it? Yeah. So shit. Um, so there you go. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you about Gremlins. Yes. Um, and uh, I'll speak to you soon with potentially another Christmas movie. But if not, there'll be plenty more Spotlight Reflection shows coming soon. So thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.